Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who always podcast hands-free. Chris and the Riz. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 484. Detroit Lions joint practice is a success. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashingest host of Chris. Chris's. <laughs> and with me is my good friend and co-host Jeff. I might still be a little messed up from the party. Good friend and co-host Jeff, the Riz Risden. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm feeling better than I did Sunday after I woke up the morning after the party. Oh, I snapped awake at 9 a.m. I really did. It was crazy. I I was actually, I was up at 8.15, and then I was back in bed at 10.30, and then I was up at 1, and then I was back in bed at 3. (laughs) (laughs) It was that kind of day. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Appreciate you jumping in the broadcast. We got a big show today. we got warm-ups. We do our warm-ups at the beginning. You know, got to get, don't want to pull any muscles, so we'll get those going first. Uh, Teddy B is in the D, and we got the D for thee. Uh, joint practices, camp review, players to watch, um, media watch. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Got a little talk there. Taking out the trash and a whole lot more riz. Are you ready to go, my man? It's a great show. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. First thing I want to do is give my 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 sincerest thank you to David Case. What a great name, Case. David Case. Thank you for the subscribe. Appreciate that. Uh, folks, subscribe, like, do all that stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. Helps us do the thing we do and helps folks find us. And it means a lot to us to have them find us because then we can do more of this stuff. All right. Uh, also, don't forget, we're changing the logo in the audio podcast end of this month. No freakouts. It's just a couple days away. Um, but when you're if you're doing just the audio one, it's going to go to the circle logo that we have. Uh, it's going to change from the, the square microphone one that we have going on. So just so you know, it's going to change. But don't freak out. It's still the same 
beautiful guys that you come that come into your ear holes regularly. Um, also, want to tell you, fantasy football is live. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get in there. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. There's a Champions League. There is an Intermediate League. And there is a whole lot of fun to come out of that. Top half, top third of every league is a winner. You got prizes uh, above what you're punching at. And uh, it's a good time. So join us. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right. Let's get into it. Riz. Warm-ups. Sir. The alternate broadcast is the first topic. Stretch it out here a little bit. I'm excited excited about this, man. This should be cool. It's freaking awesome. Peter Schrager is going to host it and has a whole slew of guests that he's going to have on. I am highly impressed with what they've put together here. Is this, do you think this is the magic of Holmes? I no, I think this honestly. I well, I don't, he obviously is. He's participating in it, so he's clearly yeah. on board. Mm-hmm. I think this is the Lions media team, like the in-house group and media relations there and broadcast team, trying to expand their horizons and do different things than just having the national broadcast. Or if you're fortunate enough to live within earshot or of the the Lions Radio Network. You can listen to Dan and uh, but it's Dan Miller who joined yeah, us at our yeah. podcast party it was yeah. great once again. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I but getting getting so Schrager, if you don't know who Schrager is, he, he's a he works for the NFL network. He is a massive Lions honk this year and was last year too. Yeah. yeah. And I I you know, it's funny. I've met Peter a couple times. I actually don't know if he's from Michigan or Detroit or, or what his roots are, but he's been a very big advocate of Dan Campbell and what's going on in Detroit. And so for him to host this, I think is very fitting. It's going to have Brad on. He's going to have Chris Spielman on. Gary Danielson, Glover uh, Quinn, Glover, Golden Tate, Glover, Jalen Glover Rose, Quinn, Kurt Gibson, yeah. Darren McCarty, Dave Burkett, Stacey Dales. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I got the whole list in front of me. <laughs> No, that's great because I was I was just trying to do that off my head, and I'm glad you had the list because I, I would have forgotten Stacy Dales, and I would have forgotten um, uh, Darren McCarty, which is sad because he's a good dude. Oh god! That, but behind me, there's oh you can't quite see it because it's dark, but there is a boxing glove that he signed. Uh, oh god, what does it say? I forget what it says, but uh, all about kicking Lemieux's awesome. ass. It was awesome. <laughs> the the, uh, the documentary that they did with him and Claude Lemieux talking about that is one of the best things I've ever, one of the best sports productions I've ever seen. Um, and I would encourage anybody to watch that. If you, even if you don't care about the Red Wings or, or the Avalanche, like it, it's really, really good. And the fact that they were able to come together and tell such a cool story together, even though they clearly still don't like each other all that much was, was awesome. So it's going to be great to have DMAC in. Uh, he was very gracious when I got to interview him not too long ago. Um, and, uh, it's 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 cool. So yeah, I think it's going to be great. It's in the spirit of the Manning cast, and um, the NBA has actually done a pretty good job with this. I know the Houston Rockets and the Cleveland Cavaliers have both done where they have a rotating group of people talking about the game, talking over the game as it's going on, um, especially in the preseason because like preseason basketball is almost as bad as preseason football. Uh, you know, it's dudes who probably aren't going to be playing a whole lot, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, that's so I, I, I'm excited about it. I will be in Ford Field, so I probably won't be able to consume this live. I'm really hopeful that they will have it available later for those of us who, who miss it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
having fun, having fun. Oh man, this is a good time. Loving, loving life, boy. Um, it's funny. Uh, a lot of Bears fans in the chats today. Evidently, not a lot going on in Chicago anymore. <laughs> I mean, they're, uh, oh man, they're, Bears. They're- Talk about going down like their mom. It's just, uh, just let it go, guys. Um, all right. <laughs> they, did, they did sign Yannick Ngakwe for his uh, negative run defense and the 8.5 sacks he'll get in in 15 games, uh, about six of which he actually tries hard. Yeah. Hey, their leading sacker last year was their rookie safety, Jaquan Brisker. Who, <laughs> I really like Jaquan Brisker. I think he's going to be a great player. But if he's leading your team in sacks, you need more than just Yannick Ngakwe, who is. Um, the mother of all one trick ponies. Yeah, they're <laughs> the, not the not, donkey of all one trick ponies. Yeah, not, not much in the way of sacks. There's a that chance we can say base. something clever there, and I missed it. <laughs> There's something to do with sacks in the fan base missing, but whatever. It's all good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's let's keep rocking and rolling. Let's talk about like party Brisker, favors. Brisker can bowl. Yeah, 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 for sure. Unfortunately, he's on a team that can't. Um, I, I'll tell you something, and we'll talk about this again later. Um, there was when they were doing signatures after the game. My boy was trying to get his ball signed, and Montgomery was running around, and uh, so, someone yelled, "Montgomery, the Bears suck now that you're not on the team." <laughs> and I yelled, "The Bears sucked when you were on the team." <laughs> Because they did, um, and he like, said that he yeah. he did say that in, yep. in that that when he was playing video games on the podcast. Who was that with? Oh man, it was funny though because mm-hmm. like he was the, like the dude that he was with was just like ripping on the bears, and, and Michael was like, "Yeah, you're speaking the truth." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me, by the way. He looks good, doesn't he? <laughs> I will talk. I'll talk about that. I got. I got some stuff. I got yeah. some stuff. All right, let's get he into it. Good. Let's do the party favors as the last little warm up. Get the final stretch in here, buddy. Get those get those shoulders loosened up. Um, I just want to say thanks. Let me forty this chair. Bloody hell, man. <laughs> I just want to say thanks to everybody for uh, coming out to the party. It was an absolute and complete, entire and total <laughs> riot. Um, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. We had a lot of fun. I, I hate to like say names because I know I'm going to miss people. Um, I just, I have to say Brandon. Thanks man. Um, for afterward. But I mean, we went, we got shut out at 12 security. had to kick us out at the end, uh, or at two, sorry, 2 AM security kicked us out. Riz stumbled to the car. I stumbled to the car. It was, it, it was an Uber car. When I say that, Uber, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. With Jesus, good driver, by the way. I gave, I gave him five stars. He was awesome. So did I. Um, awesome, awesome time. And the folks that hung out to the very end, there was like 15 of us, 15, 20 of us at the end. Yeah. And it was it was all on. Good time. Arthur, thank you for the Jaeger bomb, by the way. Um, everybody, just thanks so much. Thanks so much. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And just so everyone knows, yeah. Michelle is is definitely always right. Um, I have to listen to what she's saying. Uh, yeah, James, it was great to meet you too, man. It really was. It was it was a fun time. It was absolutely fantastic it was, time. There's a lot of really party. good people there. We've 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 had we had several who have been to multiple parties that we hung out with. We had several newcomers. We had a lot of people come from West Michigan, which um and, and we actually had a little subgroup over to the side for a little while <laughs> uh, before we all joined forces. But uh you know, it's it's great to see the West Michigan fan base. They uh, showed I live up. in West Michigan. Yeah, they showed they up. did. And um, I want to give a quick thanks to Huge for helping promote the show on his show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great of him. Thanks, thanks, Bill. Um, he, uh, Bill's been very good to the podcast, and uh, we're trying to be good to him too. Uh, and you will hear me on there a lot in the coming weeks. Nice, nice. So, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. 
And uh, so thanks to the guys from Sparta who came out and uh, all, all the West, like I met probably 15 people from West Michigan of the oh, yeah. capacity crowd that we had in the wine room at, at, was, at the Uptown Grill and Commerce Township where cool. Sam and Rachel took fantastic care of us. They Definitely. Did a great absolutely. Job. Fantastic Sam job. Was, Sam was bringing me beers before I had finished the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not in that sort of drinking shape anymore. So it was, it was a little <laughs> rough at the end of the night, but it was, I, I, it was a I, great time. I came out way further ahead than I thought I would after drinking as much as I did. I, I, I like the next day I was literally just fine. I didn't even, I didn't even need any. So you, any you were drinking the smaller beers. Not, not, this is water. The pint. This yeah. pirate's cup. Went to a pipe pirate's game earlier this year. Um, and I was drinking like the giant boots. Like I think mine were 22s and I think yours were 12s. And uh, I, I might've been overserved. Um, although we were there for so, we got there at six. We left at two. So we, we, we were there for a long time. It was Sam. It was so much fun. Fantastic. He got, he gave me this, his old fashioned recipe right here, uh, which was oh, nice. Really, really fantastic. You were not um, the only one drinking those, my friend. No, and, no. and a lot of people make, um, Ash had one. Yeah. Ash, oh, we yeah. Met, I met Ash for the first time in person. Ash that was there. great. Ash, Ash ran the door. Thank you, buddy. Oh, he did so great. Um, the angriest Canadian <laughs> Dan Miller was fantastic. Loved the repertoire or repartee with uh, with Dan. He was so so good as he always he's just, is. He's so smooth, man. He he's we, great. We, he's a he great did no human. show prep. He just he just literally showed up, walked up, had a piece of pizza, had a beer, and then was like Let's go. like going. Yep. Like yep. no no prep time needed for Dan. He's nope. just that good. Yep. Uh, true professional. Dan, we love you. Thanks again for coming out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, had a lot of fun. So thank you everybody for coming out. Um, <laughs> Sam never stopped. Was great. Jokes to the very end was was awesome. Rachel was fantastic. I mean, it's the first time that I got a hug from a from one of the the, the hosts at the party. Uh, she was fantastic. Was on. T- they were both so on top of everything. They were just spectacular. So thank you, Uptown Grill. Again, you've outdone yourself. Um, all you guys up there, awesome for setting this up. All right, let's get into this. Let's get right to. Well, I don't say right to, but let's get to the the juice of the show right now. First thing, Teddy B in the D. What's that mean for the team? Um, Teddy Bridgewater. And we've just got, thank you so much to our listeners. I've got it right here. Hold on. Where's Nostradamus? He put it here. Dun, 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 dun. Compensation update for Teddy Bridgewater. Contract just came out. 2.5 mil guaranteed and worth up to 5 million. I love it. I think, I think that's, 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 that's really well done for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, best backup we've had since Sean Hill. I, I, I think hands down. This is this That's is a great pickup. Probably true. That's probably true. I like I like Sean Hill. I always mm-hmm. like Sean mm-hmm. Hill. Um, I do too. I'm one of those weirdos. I thought he. I thought the 49ers made a mistake when they moved from him to, to Alex Smith. Um, that proved not to be the case. But back in the day, I, I thought like I, I've always thought very highly of Sean Hill. I thought that Drew Stanton could have been better than he was. He actually might have predated Sean Hill. Now that I think about it. But it didn't work out for him. <laughs> it did not. It, it did was... not. Um, yeah, no, Teddy Bridgewater here is great. And and someone mentioned it in the in the chat. Um, let's see, where was it? Darn it. Ah, so much going on. What a deal on that. Um, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Somebody All said right. it. And I wanted to give him credit. And I can't. Cause I'm no good at what I do. Darn it. Uh, anyway, the, um, the, 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 the Hendon hooker 
ability. There it is. There it is, Chrome. Thank, uh, thank you, Chrome. Hooker's going to learn so much from Teddy and Goff. And it's just fantastic to have. What a setup. Hooker is set up for a future of success. You saw, you've seen him thrown out there after practice. I saw, I remember seeing him at the Senior Bowl. We stood next to him at the Senior Bowl. We sat across the table from him, talking to him at the Senior Bowl. We, we talked to him for 15 minutes. And I see him on the field and it looks like he's put on 15 pounds of muscle, 10 pounds of muscle. He's bigger than he was. Yes. <laughs> like what the hell happened? Like he, and, and he looked great at the senior bowl, right? Other than the brace on his he knee, did. but he just looks his, meaty um, out there, man. He's looking good. I think he's been doing a lot of um, like squats. Cause I th- where I noticed it is in his thighs and like above the sleeve that he wears on his knee. Like you can see that that's different than it used to be. Like he's clearly put some, some he's not skipping leg day, but also yeah. like up through the shoulders and chest. Um, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely working <laughs> quite a bit. And uh, you know, again, he, he's not cleared to play. We can tie this into the Bridgewater thing and that it probably indicates that hooker won't play as at least early on as a rookie. Uh, he'll stay on the NFI list uh, through the start of the season, which you know, I this think is the best thing that could happen to him. The best thing that could happen I, to him, man. I agree, but I, I still wanted to see him play, man. And and you know, I when I when I did my latest fifty three man projection, I put him in because well, because I wasn't sold that the Lions had a lot of confidence in um, Nate Sudfeld, and that Hooker has looked fantastic throwing on the side, throwing after every practice yep. for up to an hour. Um, one day he actually threw for over an hour afterwards running on dead rollout sprints and throwing strikes out of it. Yep. Like he's so close to being ready. Um, hopping backwards on two feet down Mount Patricia. I mean, you would never know that he's got a knee injury, yep. but the fact that they don't have to rush him and the fact that he can get that much longer to rehab it is great. I'm, I, I love it. And that's, that to me is one of the big takeaways of, of why Teddy Bridgewater is here. And one of the benefits that Teddy does it's so that you don't have to you don't have to worry about hooker this year. That's great. It's awesome. You never no. want to worry about hookers. You want you want those to be straight. <laughs> For context, Mitch Trubisky got five point six million. Drew Locke got four million. Jared Stidham got five million. Love this deal. That's right, Captain James Kirk. Um, Jared yeah. Stidham got five million dollars. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow. And what's really really cool about Give this? His agent a cookie, man. What's really really cool about this is that. With Hooker, that look, I want to see him play too. I, I want to see him out there on the field. But the fact that he gets to sit and grow and just kind of flow into the system a little bit, we've seen this work with people like Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it work with really, really good quarterbacks who get a little time to become acclimated and not put under the lights right away. Um, this is great, and this is if this works, and this is going to help kind of build the the argument for whether or not. Um, you need to sit a quarterback, right? This is going to help build a, a bolus of data on does that does sitting for a little bit help a quarterback? I mean, you need a lot of of points, data points to make this work. But here's going to be another one. Um, they're grooming this guy to be the very, very best they can be. And they're setting him up completely and entirely to be successful. I love that. I love that this 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 front office and this coaching staff is playing the long game. We dropped two and a half, maybe $5 million on a backup to play the long game with a guy who probably has all the ability to play if needed in the first game of the season. 
Uh, I, 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 I like the thinking I like, and it, it, it goes back to sending that message like sitting JMO for most of last year, letting him heal. Right. It's the, it's the, we care about our players. We're going to develop our players. This is a great place to be. If you're a player, come see Detroit. Yep. It's a destination. <laughs> so I like it. Welcome I love the idea. Yeah. Destination Detroit. Yeah. It's great. Um, so let's yeah. talk a little bit about what, <laughs> what else that Teddy B signing means. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. To me, I'm not... A lot of a lot of people have interpreted it as being a shot against Nate Sudfeld, and I don't necessarily... I don't disagree with that. I think that Dan is certainly more comfortable trusting Teddy than he is Sudfeld. But I don't think that they were as aghast or down on the concept of using Sudfeld as what a lot of fans and some of us in the media have wanted them to be like they've, they've liked Nate Sudfeld and by and large, from what we've seen this summer at the practices, he's valid. Like he's not bad. He is. He really isn't. He, yeah. he, he is, he will make mistakes, but Teddy will too. If you watch Teddy in Miami last year, Teddy yeah. very good in Miami. Nope. And that, that's, that's a bit of a worry to me. Um, and also he was not exactly somebody yeah, I, I'm going off Dolphins and sources. He didn't exactly work real hard at helping Tua. Now, if you know anything about Miami and their relationship with Tua, there's the Church of Tua, Tua Anon. There's all these. There's all these different factions that either he he is one of the most polarizing players for local fan base in the NFL. More so than JMO is in Detroit, more so than Golf was going into last year in Detroit. Um, people either really, really loved love Tua, or they think he's not going to happen. And the two sides cannot reach a, a common accord. And generally, the people who were against Tua liked Teddy B a lot more than the Tua people did. I don't know what that means for Detroit, but all I know is is that he does need to show better. Than he did in Miami last year because he, folks, he wasn't good in, in, in Miami last year, and that is a worry a little bit. But to me, this says, "See ya, Adrian Martinez. It ain't working." Yeah. Well, and I don't. <laughs> if, I they're, wouldn't... if they're going for a number, a number three quarterback, Adrian Martinez has not shown that he deserves to be that. Nope. Um, he, he may be kick around on a practice squad, but that that's it. I wouldn't say it's a shot against Sudfeld. I would say that it is Sudfeld hasn't deployed the skill level that maybe they thought he would grow into I, that, that that's that um like I, they they signed him i, and I thought think he, he, was is, he is what he is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and we saw yeah. him and there was days at, at, at camp when i was there that he looked he looked very, very passable he looked he looked almost yeah. good right i mean he 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 was now i don't want to say i don't i sound stupid right he, he did look good he looked good i mean uh but yeah. there were days that it was like holy cow i mean you missed by a mile again bro like what's up, right? It was just not consistent. And if I'm a coach, 
The one thing I need is consistency. I need to know if I can trust you. And if you're not consistent, if you're as inconsistent as he was, I just can't trust you, bro. I can't put you out there. Right. And, and, and you are my, my, you know, explosion of a backup. Like the whole world is imploded. You're going to see the field, my friend. Maybe he'll get it right. Maybe it'll click. Maybe something will happen that we've got a great coaching staff that's able to develop people and uh, does a good job doing that. But, um, it doesn't it they the coaching staff wasn't out ready right to keep keep things the way they were so i like i like i like the move and what what does that indicate chris that indicates that this team believes that they can win absolutely a lot you don't bring in an insurance policy for your insurance policy unless paying for your insurance policy makes complete fiscal and football sense Mm -hmm. and it does for the detroit lions and and that's that's one of the to me, this is a, and I don't think that they intended it to be this way, but I receive it this way, and I know a lot of other people have, and a lot of people who are watching, and thank you for watching, click that like button, mm-hmm. make sure that you do that. But we all see that this is a move that the Lions are aware that they're going to be good or expected to be good and think they're going to be good enough to, to get the, to get the, like, super fire hose in the, behind the, in case of, Class emergency thing. I I, I talked to uh, uh, two people inside the organization today and a player, <laughs> and I'll sprinkle uh, the bits of data and, and dust that I've I've gotten in those conversations today um, throughout throughout the show. But you're 100 percent right. They they and this isn't this isn't pumped up BS you know stuff. They truly believe uh, they they've got a shot this year, and 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 they know where they're better. They know where they're not better. And they believe with, and it's like the, the talk that I got, it was real talk, right? It was real evaluations and it was real information. And it, it kind of lines up with some of the stuff we've seen. Some of it, you know, is different than what people are thinking and, and seeing. But um, there is, there is a belief that this team is going to make it to the playoffs and do some damage. They truly believe that this team is going to do that this year and that they have the, the skills and the abilities and the players who have um, uh, what's improved in the off season. Uh, have improved the level of across the board. They are better. They're better. They're absolutely better. And uh, it's, it's most noticeable in the secondary, man. Holy no, crow. They, so they're good. Yep. They're good, Chris. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Cause yeah, that's, we will. let's, uh, let's go. So Ted, I can't curb my enthusiasm. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this secondary. Yep. They yep. have a chance to be a top, and secondary in the league, if not higher. Yep. Uh, okay, so I Teddy, have no problem putting my name on that either. Teddy no Bridgewater problem. is in the hizzy, and uh, it's going to make you dizzy. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is in Detroit. I can't. I, I mean, if I think back to Teddy in Minnesota. Uh, back in the day and how worried I was about what he could become to today. Right. And he's a backup. I'm like, this Man, is fine. Before this that, is fine. before that knee injury, he was ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, this is a guy like he had, and he had complications from that surgery too. Yeah. Like he was, was a there, scary, was, there was a lot of uncertainty, deal. not just about like his football future, but there was question whether he was going to lose that leg. Leg, yeah. Same thing with Graham Glasgow a couple of years ago when he got hurt um, for Denver when they played Dallas. Like to be able to overcome that mentally, um, especially at a position where you know you're going to get hit. Yep. yep. For Teddy, man, that's that tells you a lot about his character because it would have been very easy for him to count the thirty-five million dollars that he had made at that point and go away. 
Yep. Um, but he didn't, and he's still battling. And he, he knows he's not going to start and still keeps kicking around. And I think that's one of the reasons why Dan Dan Campbell talked about him so glowingly before the press conference um, on Tuesday morning yep. um, when, when he was asked, you know, what does Teddy bring? And, and one of the – Dan went right into it, and he talked about Hooker a little bit. But he's like, he's going to help the wide receivers so much because he cares – and he, he wants to make sure that they're ready for the game. Talking about going in on his off day, going in on the day before games, working with the, the running different routes, trying to emulate the starting quarterback so he throws the same and gets the ball there at the same time instead of doing, like, that's that's impressive, man. That, that's a true professional. And, and not that Nate Sudfeld wasn't that, but Teddy has proven that to Dan. Mm-hmm. twenty twenty Was that 2019? New yeah. Orleans Saints. Five and zero without Drew Brees with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. Yep. Um, he played fantastic yep. and has uh, has actually done all that well since then. But the fact that you it's in there, we're not expecting him to play. And the fact that he can keep you know the the elevation of the boats around all of us, that he can keep that tide rising yep. even if he doesn't play, that's not something that a lot of backups give you. Um, yep. A lot of them can help you with your quarterback and and certainly to help develop um, Hendon Hooker. Don't doubt that for a second. But the fact mm-hmm. that he can do so many things for other things, that he's a sounding board for Dan because he knows Dan. Dan knows him and trusts him. And Dan will be like, hey, this play's stupid. And and Teddy will let him know. Like, no, man, it's brilliant. Go for it. Um, or, yeah, that's really dumb. Dan, don't try that. Like, that that's the kind of relationship that, they're, that they've got. And I think you're going to see a better Dan Campbell out of it. Because I think he, I think he really wanted that kind of guy. Alex Anzalone is that kind of guy on defense, where he might not necessarily be the most valuable player, but Dan absolutely trusts and respects him and relies on him to translate Dan thought to team thought. Mm-hmm. Anzalone does a really good job of that. And the more you watch practices, the more you realize how much of Dan speak Anzalone is parsing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he also makes a good buffer between AG and Dan. And I yep. think that's also an invaluable trait for, for Mr. Anceloni. Yep. But yeah, All I'm, right. I'm excited about Teddy B. It, and, and based on the figures that, that were quoted here, and it comes from Adam Schefter looking at the tweet now, and I actually have to write this while we're, uh, while we're doing this. So if you see me typing away, uh, I'm not blowing you all off. I actually do get paid to write that stuff. So, um, it, the, the price is absolutely right. Um, he's coming cheaper than a lot of lesser backup quarterbacks. Chris off a few of them earlier. Uh, that's uh, that's very impressive. I, I love it. And so, I, one of the things that I picked up from some of the national media, we're going to talk about the national media that's coming through Detroit later. But the Bengals were sniffing around Teddy. Now that Joe Burrow, he's going to be ready for Week One. But they have now seen that their backup quarterback situation in Cincinnati is not acceptable. Yep. yep and yep. that whether whether Teddy used that as leverage or not for Detroit, apparently he didn't because he didn't take a lot of money and he just really wanted to be with Dan. And that's to me, that's even better. I love yep, it. Yep. All right, moving on. We're gonna to get to the next one here. What we saw in joint practices in camp this week, and this is a big topic. There's a lot to talk about. I want to just really quick start um, from a fan's perspective. Uh, something that I saw because you know, brought my boy. He loves going down, getting the ball signed, meeting the players, doing the whole thing. And, and, and training camp is one heck of a great place to do that. 
Um, the Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, Kirby Joseph out there to the very end, signing, 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 signing. Great, great guys out there talking to the fans, hanging out. And I want to shout out to Hutch too, because he was out there doing, he went all the way around signing autographs, but he, he did something and, and it was, it was, it was cool. Look, my boy's, you know, 18, right? <laughs> uh, so, but he went and he went from like, he would skip like five, 10 people, whatever, but he went to the kids, to the little kids. That's what he solely selected as he worked his way around. And that's, that's great for these little kids. It's their hero comes up and they're the ones that get selected. These pro autograph grabbers who are selling this shit off. Right. I mean, after them anyway, they reckon for a lot of us, but just the, what he focused on and what he wanted to do was amazing. So real shout out to those players for, for that, that, that supporting the fans and, and putting that kind of heart in what they do. But what did we see beyond just autograph hour? What do we see between the, lines i want to start out with david montgomery this man has some real hands there's a lot of talk about him down you know running and how crappy chicago was i mean just terrible and then just a crap team with crap fans in a crap place ghetto murder city crap whatever i see all the people the detroit people or the chicago people in the, in the chat um but he comes here. He's happy. He even talks shit about Chicago because who wouldn't? What a crap hole that place is. But he shows the real hands. Here's the thing that nobody's talking about about Montgomery. And I want people, Lions fans, to really think about this because this is really, really something. The hands that he showed in, in camp this week that I saw a big extended fingertip grab of that ball from on a Sudfeld pass, of course, extends one hand on the run, gets the ball pulls it back in and takes off. Think about everything you thought about on this offense. Now switch Montgomery and Gibbs in, in, in the formation and tell me how the hell you stop that. Cause nobody's expecting that. Everybody expects Gibbs to be the guy going out to catch that ball. And all of a sudden Montgomery's making your catches out the, out of the, out of the wheel route or whatever else. This is crazy. The multiplicity that this team has available out of the backfield um, from the slot it is absolutely crazy. David Montgomery is a huge add to this team and just fits so, so well. So well. He's been, <sighs> he's been fun to watch. And he's greasy. He really has. You watch him like when he yes. goes between the tackles. I, I was, we were talking. It's like every time three more yards than Jamal would get. I mean, this is what you get from Montgomery and versus Jamal Williams. Three more yards between the tackles where um, Williams would have gone down. And I love Williams. I'm not talking bad about him. I'm just comparing two players. Right. So understand that. But to watch the extra, they can't stop him. They can't get their hands on him. He literally is what the defense was talking about. Yeah. After having played him last year, this guy can tweak his way through the line. Like I said, greasy is the best word I can say. And he comes out and he's getting five instead of two. It's That's going to be huge for this offense. Yeah, to compare him to Jamal a little bit, Jamal was always a guy who was once contact happened, he was going to try to go through you, and he did that pretty darn well. Yep, yep. Montgomery can like can plant his legs are ridiculously big. Um, he is also another guy who does not skip leg day or arm day for that matter. He's <laughs> he's very well built. Yeah, he's yeah. he's powerfully built, uh, but he is a guy that can plant that foot hard and take the contact and bounce off of it and go to the outside or just instead of Jamal like driving through you to maybe get two extra yards, 
Montgomery can go and get, you know, like you said, five or six extra yards on that yep. or break free as he did in practice against the Giants. Yes. Yes. Where uh, they, uh, they thought they had him and uh, they didn't have him. <laughs> it was just Gibbs made a move, just a stop and then cut and go. Oh, what he just what he, blew what? their ankles right oh out, God. man. I mean, just move after Kalief Raymond, dude. Just holy Kaylee, shit. Hold, that, holy that, shit. That one near guy. the beginning of practice that had the yeah. Giants media was like, wow, who's that guy? <laughs> holy. They did that a lot. On I, 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 he, but, you talk about growth over the summer. Kayleaf has freaking grown this summer. Oh my God. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just, yeah. I just, the, what he showed out there every yeah. day. Was was really something, my guy. Go yeah. ahead, sorry, bro. Not not to, not to go completely off topic here, but anybody who's wondering who's filling the JMO role, it's not even a question. It is Kaylee Raymond. Like it's it that yeah. that book yeah. is oh, yeah. closed. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. question about it. Yep, yep, yep. He, uh, he will be starting in place of J of JMO, or I don't know if that's a starting role, but he will be playing a lot in that field stretching outside role, and he has shown. This summer, he has developed his route running enough that he can be more effective if you try to use him in the slot. And also, if you're trying to use him in tandem routes with Amon Ra coming out of the slot. Or, you know, on, Amon Ra. <laughs> I thought of Amon Ra, who is the Lions Director of Media Relations, because he just emailed me. It's Amon Ra, St. Brown. And uh, th- there's been a lot more. Kayleaf is one of the guys, um, we're going to talk about guys that we're going to watch later. He won them. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. He, when you have it, when you talk about positional value, right? Gibbs is one of the guys that on, on draft day, they're like, oh, positional value. Woo. Kaylee, the same thing, right? When you have somebody who's really, 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 really good at multiple positions, <laughs> doesn't that increase their positional value? I love it. And and it was funny because watching them play against the, the Giants, there was no like it was really vanilla kind of offense. They're doing double sticks, double crossers, right? I mean, it was lots of yeah. the same plays, and it was all on can the guys beat the Giants? And they did day one. Now, there's a lot of talk about day two, and I just want to and and I just that's fine. But we talk about what are we down? Jonah Jackson's out. He's got a finger. Uh, Frank Ragnow had a baby, sweet little baby. I don't know if anyone's if there's any pictures out in the in the. Uh, the regular universe, but I saw a picture. Beautiful little baby. Frank's got a, a congrats a to Frank right yep. now and his wife on the on the birth of their child. That's, yep. that's yep. right. That's why Frank hasn't been there. He will not be there this weekend. Um, he has excused this entire week. So, so two of your and we we've talked about the offensive line not having a lot of depth. This is something the team recognizes. As as when I was talking through um, some of my people in the building, um, they recognize depth is an issue there. Um, they couldn't get a bushy right. Um, they wanted. They tried. Yep, they wanted. They couldn't. They, get, they, they couldn't get to try. a deal. Um, but they, they recognized depth there is is tried. a potential issue. But you saw the guy. You saw Colby playing really hard. They didn't play well today. Everybody knows in the building they didn't play well. But you had two backups in there playing today, and four backups they actually played pretty well, pretty well. So I think a guy like Colby Sorsdal, right? He's a guy. Um. He's country strong. He's just country strong. You know what I mean? Get 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 him a little bit of time. Get him some technique work. And if anyone can do it, right, it's our guy, Hank. Um, he'll have these boys ready 
for when their number is called. Uh, we're on Vitae. He's looking good. Vitae's looking really good. He's going to be strong. Um, I, I think if yeah, we can keep just, our boys out there. well. Yep. If we can keep our top six out there, um, we're going to be in great, great shape. The, the drop-off is steep, and that's where, you know, Hank's got to earn his money on this one. Yeah, the, uh, the backup tackle situation is not good. Um, in fact, that is my biggest worry on the team. That is, there is no doubt in my mind that is the biggest hole on the team is backup offensive tackle. Yep. They did try to address it with Bobby Hart, who's been playing guard. Last two, and look, and, and look, Bobby's, Bobby's a veteran, former Giant, former Giant seventh-round pick. Every single Giants person that I know, whether it's in the media or fans, um, people follow me on Twitter or whatever, they're all like, why would you do that? And there's a couple of reasons. First off, Bobby can play. He can play guard. He can play tackle. You just really don't want him to play either. Um, yep. His guy... He's a he's he's an interesting cat. Um, if you search his Twitter or X or whatever the hell they're calling it, you're probably going to find some things that make you wonder: Is he right in the head? But um, look, I've given Bobby Hart a, a ton of crap over the years. I did a little short video on it um, the other day when they signed him. He has indeed gotten better over the years. Um, he's played better than he did in, in New York. He's certainly better than he was in Cincinnati, where he was pound for pound the worst offensive lineman in football for multiple seasons. He was bad, folks. So this is not a this is a flyer on a veteran who's trying one last time to keep the, the dream alive. And I don't fault him for that. And from what I've seen, look, it was very limited what we saw of the line. So the joint practices. The media was confined to one end zone, and the offensive line, defensive line, one-on-ones were in the other end zone, and we could not see them through the linebacker tight end, running backs working on here, and the quarterbacks and wide receivers were working directly in front of us. So we didn't see those. Um, we didn't see them in team drills a little bit, but even then, like, they're, 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 they're at the opposing 35-yard line. Is, is, is that Bobby Hart playing? Is he playing right guard this play? Like, it, it was tough to see that for a lot of the practice. Mm-hmm. So uh, he looked okay in, in, in the the brief instances that we did see them uh, when they did the red zone drills. That was indeed right in front of us. And he did okay. He was he, it was better than I thought he would, to be given some credit. But he's, he's a flyer, and you hope that it works out in the way that it has worked out with, um, to on a much grander level. Charles Harris was a guy that came to Detroit with – not a lot of other options and not a lot of hope left and has revived his career very nicely. So you hope that that's what happens for Bobby Hart. You hope that he's a good enough mentor that he can help foster a little bit more development of Coyote Awosika and Colby Sorostal, who are the two best backup linemen on the team right now. And look, I know, I know Sorostal played tackle at William and Mary. I don't think the Lions have much interest at all in trying that. Um, he's clearly playing guard. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems mm-hmm. to be the plan. Um, yep. And that's that's everything I've been told is indicates that he's staying at guard. And I think I think in time he can be good because we have seen some growth from him, um, even from like the the beginning of training camp to now. I think he's playing faster, and that's yeah. good. Yep, yep, um, yep. I, normally, you want your players to you want things to slow down for the players. I think his playing faster to me means that he's reacting quicker. He's seeing things better and trusting them more, which means that he's able to move faster into exactly. the point of attack. 
when things um, it's slow not great down, it needs to development, but, but it, it's getting there. Yep. When things slow down, your body's ahead of what's happening. And that's, that's exactly what's happening. Yes. So good yes. stuff. Good stuff to see. You said and, than I did. and Don Burr's hitting it. We ask once a show. So I'm going to ask right now, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, do that little dingly bell thing. Um, you'll catch all the stuff we do when we do what we do. We got Michael gray coming out with a great video tomorrow. Ash is putting some stuff together. We've got Russ Brown coming, joining the team as well. We've got some great stuff coming from him. You folks are in for some great stuff this season. I'm telling you, make sure you subscribe and like, and uh, appreciate you all, all you folks that do that. It does mean a lot, and it does help us help us out a great, great deal. Um, all right, let's see. I want to talk about Ben Johnson really quick. Boy, keeping him was so great, man. This guy has absolute and total control. Um, he's been, uh, he's, 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 he's quiet, but mighty yeah. his, and, and, and I watched not, him. There are times when he's not quiet though. No, 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 no. He, he, <laughs> I, I, he, I've seen him yell, but I watched him on the sideline, wave his hand and no less than five assistants started yelling and screaming at the players and rounding them into all he did is wave his hand, right? He didn't rate, he didn't say anything, but they, they stood there. If you watch when you go to training camp and you have, um, uh, uh, Ben Johnson standing kind of behind the defense while they're doing their thing. Uh, you, you, you watch him, he'll call in the play, he'll do his thing. And then there'll be four, five assistants down the sideline up amongst the players because he's separated out by himself from the players with a couple assistants around him. And they're just looking at him. All they're doing is looking at Ben and looking for him to give them a signal of some sort. And then they react to it. He doesn't yell. I mean, he does yell. He can yell when he gets uptight. I watched him yell. Uh, I watched him yell at Hank. <laughs> um, he, he, he does this thing. But he does hand signals a lot. And those guys immediately react and jump into action. It is a choreographed it's magic out there. And Ben, again, there's a thing about him, right? And and I think the way this organization works and, I'm, you know, and just how they do leadership, how they work together, how they trust each other. Matt Patricia was a guy that thought you needed to scream and yell and stomp and to get your way. Ben Johnson shows that in the right kind of organization, you can be a quiet but powerful leader. And that's, that's really where he is. And, and people, the respect that he's been able to garner in just a short time that he's been the offensive coordinator. And even before that he was, he was generating him, but in just the time he's been the offensive coordinator, not just from around the league, watching the results, but what he's been able to garner within the team itself is, is freaking magic. It's absolutely magic. He, Ben Johnson is an absolute unit. Just an absolute unit. He is a big Dan Campbell in a small Ben Johnson package. <laughs> I love what he brings to the table. He's been fun. I'm, I'm wrapping this thing up, so I'm, I'll, I'll talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here real quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, we can, we can. Uh, I would just say that J- Johnson is very intense, and you know when he's upset, and his players know when he's upset, and they don't like that. <laughs> yes, yes, but yes. they respond. Great. Yeah, they do. Right. Absolutely. We'll publish on this they absolutely do. And they listen and they, they pay straight attention to what he's got. They trust him. And that's that's beautiful. Loretto, thank you. 
Thank you very much. Um, is CJ GJ the next assistant calling so many plays at Ben Johnson? They had to go stand on the other side of the field. LOL. Um, <laughs> I will. We will talk about CJ GJ and uh, some of his antics. Uh, I love him. I love everything he's brought to this uh, to this team. And it is it is going to be a ton of fun watching him play this year and and, and what he's done. I'm going to talk a uh, little bit inside uh, base uh, inside the, the the locker room talk here in, in a little bit about that. But uh, CJ GJ is is something big. Um, who else do we want to talk about? Uh, what did we see in joint practices and training camp? Riz, Again, how about this? Can we say that Jared Goff just destroyed, yeah. just picked them apart? I mean, he looked great. Jared Goff, all the people that hated are going to be just choking their words down this year, man. As long as he stays healthy, he is on fire. Like, I don't know if I've seen him at this level before, dude. He looks, he <laughs> looks, um, I'm going to make a comparison here. People are going to go crazy. He reminds me of Kurt Warner when Kurt Warner was in Arizona. And he had a lot of pretty good weapons and an, an offensive line that was good enough to, to let him survey it. And just like every single play that year, it felt like Kurt Warner made the right decision with the ball because he trusted so many of his people. That's the sense that you get from Jared Goff right now. Now, the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl that year. The Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, uh, mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's, there's, and should have won or could have won. Um, San Antonio Holmes made that beautiful catch in the end zone. That's one of the greatest plays ever um, to keep them from doing that. Um, but he looks so dialed in, not just with Ben, but with the players around him. And mm-hmm. that includes some of the new players that have come in. Like uh, Sam Laporte is getting there. I think you're seeing um, uh, who's the whiteout that, that came in. Um, Denzel Mims when he when he before yeah. he got injured, yeah. I think has yeah. has meshed pretty nicely into it. Montgomery Gibbs coming to the, like Goff is really really sharply. He, he's the master of puppets, pulling strings, man, twisting your mind, smashing your dreams. And yeah. my dreams are they're they're high after what I've seen for he's he's been really really good. It's it, it's fun to watch because when they break the huddle. I don't think the the receivers know like where he's good. Like we got to stay sharp and we got to stay prepared and ready because he might see us as the best option or the, that first option might not work out. Like, and he's going to come to us. That's a confidence level in the quarterback that we have not seen in Detroit since Stafford was thrown to Golden Tate and Marvin Jones the first time around. And that group um, in 2016, 2017, uh, where Stafford was probably at his peak. Um, Goff is Goff is showing a lot of that uh, yeah. in his own way. He's 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 not Stafford, not trying to be Stafford, and I don't want to compare them in that way. But just the mastery of the offense and the 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 synergy that he has with the receivers and with the coordinator, it's it's damn fun to watch, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. Goff's been great. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you just a little bit inside the building. Talk about Goff was asking about it. Ooh. He's been excellent, like really, really good. Excellent. Uh, They were absolutely loving uh, what he's been. This is the people in the building talking about Jared Goff. They are loving what they see from Jared. Yes, yes, they are. Teammates are too. Absolutely. I've talked to a couple of wide receivers fairly extensively. They're very happy with Jared Goff. And they notice 
they notice a different presence to Goff where he doesn't feel at all like like there's any worries to him. And and even last 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 summer, I don't want to say that Goff felt like he needed to look over his shoulder because he didn't, but there were times where it's like he sort of felt like I oh maybe if I make this mistake I that's going to be bad and I, I don't want to do that. And he he that caution is to the wind now. It's it's and it, it's made Jared Goff a better quarterback. Yeah yeah, uh, Laporta is legit. This is from a coach. Yeah he is. Yeah he is. Um, he is legit. That's inside the building talk. Um, they they really believe this kid is gonna is gonna crack it. Uh, Mitchell's interesting. I saw him. Um, they didn't quite get <laughs> what they what they needed in the play on the plays I saw Mitchell in. Um, I would love to see him get some good reps, some clean reps he's to be been, able to show what he's what he's okay. got. He's been he's been working with the third. He's been be, he's behind Brock Wright right now um, on the functional depth chart. I don't, I don't, the actual depth chart came out. I had to write about it. Um, I don't remember where he's at, but uh, oh no, Brock Wright is number one on the depth chart, and Laporte is number two. That's not reality. Laporte is clearly the number one. But I think Brock Wright is clearly the number two over James Mitchell right now. Mitchell, he's got to get more sudden in his movements in space because that that isn't there for him yet. And uh, the Giants. So, so we talked about it earlier. The highlight where Jameer Gibbs absolutely toasted uh, Giants linebacker Bobby Okariki. Yeah. Um, Bobby was all over Mitchell in coverage, like no quarter. And that's uh, that's that's an area where he's got to get better. I will say that that Mitchell's blocking and in line presence has improved um, over the course of camp. So that's it's progress, but he's probably not going to be more than a a solid reserve um, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Loretto, for the super chat. Uh, does it have something to do with the improved secondary to help golf this year compared to last year? Um, I don't think the, the secondary. I'll tell you, this maybe, is some. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good question. It is a good question. It's, it requires some thought. Yeah. Um, the thing The thing is, and this is, again, right now they're talking, and I know, Riz, you're super high in the secondary, and I am as well. Um, but yeah. the belief is that it's about, a, about number 20 defense in the league. Now, that's a huge jump forward, right? Um, and, but there's there's some growth and there's some work to do. Now, if you say the offense improved a little bit, Okay, we'll just say it's improved a little bit. Let's just say it's improved on par, so it's going to be the same or maybe one place better in the league than it was last year. Moving your defense to number 20 in the league absolutely gets you in the playoffs and probably kind of deep. So I've talked if, about it before. They remind me. We'll go back to that Texas team that I talk about all the time. Yeah. Dead last in takeaways, 31st in pass defense, 32nd in run defense. The next year... They went to 10th, tied for 10th in takeaways. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure I remember this. They were 11th in run defense and 17th in pass defense, and they won a playoff game. Yep. 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 With basically the same offense. In fact, they got worse on the offensive line um, and, and did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I, uh, I, that's where we're at. I, I This team is really something. And if that, if that defense. Because I think the fine twenty is is it's just, it's it's just fine. It's great. It's just four off the I average, think they're right? Than that. I, I think they're going to be better than that. If, if they do. can be, if they can show themselves to be better than that, this team is absolute fire. 
Because, I mean, I mean, just think about it. Like the Philadelphia game. So many games last year, they needed a stop or two stops. They scored plenty of points. When you score 35 points, you've got to win the game, right? But as a defense, this is, this, is, this is huge, huge lift. Because you don't need a number five defense when you have like a number one offense, right? I mean, it sure helps. It's nice, right? But you can, you can then start outscoring people. You're not in an absolute shootout. You just stop them three times a game or four times a game and you win, right? So... Yep. This is this is good stuff. This is good stuff. This this team is set up. Uh, I, I agree with you, though. I think they're better than number 20. I think this team has uh, this defense has the the real potential to be something better than that. But I that's the kind of um, belief right now where things stand. So we'll, we'll take yeah. that. And one, one of the reasons why I like that is because I've watched them and, and I've enjoyed watching the specifically the linebackers play against the Giants. and. Derek Barnes, Alex Anzalone, Jack Campbell, even Rodrigo at times have really stood out as being a lot better than what we've seen in Detroit's linebacking core in a long time. Barnes, and this is, let's just say that everybody who's been through, everybody who's been through Detroit from the outside is like, 55, man, what the heck happened with that guy in, in a positive context? like, And you will see him listed by a national writer as the Lions breakout player candidate uh, yep. in an article coming very soon. Yep, yep, yep. I helped write it. So, <laughs> uh, Imagine if Goff took the team-friendly deal and we don't have to lose some of his incredible homegrown crop. I wouldn't even consider that an option. I do. That's just not what they do. I do. Not what they do. Yeah, the NFLPA would not be thrilled with that to understate emphatically sure. that concept. Oh, well, they're not happy with how quickly we do our draft picks either. That's okay. Uh, oh, that's the NFL. But anyway, either that's way, the NFL. let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about somebody different because this is a guy that I'm very quickly falling in love with. Riz, this is a guy that I, lo- I love Uh-oh. the character. I is this like it. Bischoff with BYU pass rushers? No, no, this is this is this is legit. This is real. <laughs> this is I'm, I'm teasing Scott. Um, this this is I loved the character. I loved you know, and I've, I've I've made up you know jokey kind of things when we talked about him before, but Brian Branch has become and is becoming the real freaking deal, man. He is out there. It, he is him. <laughs> He's him, bro. <laughs> he is him. He had looked awesome every time I watched him play all three days I was at camp. Brian Branch, and, and he's such a, I'm just a lovable guy. I'll just say it. I'll just say it. He's a lovable guy. Again, he was super cool. Signed a ball for my son. Um, was just genuinely a wonderful individual when he taught, when he was there. I really like this guy. I mean, he's he's like I said, very quickly becoming one of my faves from the character standpoint, from the play standpoint, from what he's doing, his 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 grit, his everything. Right. I mean, I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing. And again, Holmes somehow fleeces the league on this pick and shows up with an incredible player. It looks like, you know, I'll I'll put my draft wire hat on for a little bit here. Like, I still don't understand as a draft evaluator, how he wasn't one of the 32 first players taken. Uh, he was my number 12. So 
I, I, I love the guy. Obviously, I, I wanted him at 18. I would have, I would have been happy with him at 12 um, after a trade. But, yeah, the, his ability to, to read the receiver's cues and break on the ball and make a play on the ball in the air is rare for a rookie. Yeah. Rare. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. – um, I, I, I think I said on this podcast this week, there are times when you can mistake watching branch or watching Ed Reed in coverage. Like it's that good. Uh, th- there's, there's some deficiencies to his game that he's got to clean up. He, he doesn't always take the best routes, um, in coverage or especially in run defense. He is a good tackler though, but there's, there's a whole lot to like about this guy. And again, he doesn't have to start. As a second round pick, like how how refreshing is that? That we don't have to find out if he's truly ready or not, because they have CJ Gardner Johnson in front of him. Kirby's there, Tracy's there to play that safety role. Will Harris, who has been a pretty darn impressive player this summer, and y'all know if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, y'all know my feelings about Will Harris on the field. Um, he's He's better, folks. He just is. Players get better, just as Goff has gotten better and, and, and deserves the credit for it. I think Will Harris deserves not to the same incremental progress, but give, give Will Harris a little bit of respect, man. He's, he's playing ball this summer. Yeah. He really is. Back to Played Branch, well though. The Giants. Back to Branch. I, yeah. We've got a couple things going on, and this is where we talked about after last, after last year, after the last game of the season, the Packers game, this passing of the torch for the NFC North to the Detroit Lions. Kirby just, you know, getting the interception, seals the game, seals the departure of Aaron Rodgers, kicks him out of the North, right? Just sends him back into the AFC. This change keeps them from the playoffs, literally just reshuffles the deck on him, leaves him relying on Jordan Love. Then we go and they trade with us like knuckleheads and we take Brian Branch. This is... This is incredible. This could really be Very the weird. point where we turn them into the joke of the NFC North. If not, I mean, Chicago's working hard at it, right? But uh, <laughs> the Packers could very quickly at least become the, the, the joke for the Lions, the, 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 the little baby brother, like dopey joke, right? I, it, it's incredible. They keep misstepping. I mean, like crazy, like crazy. And it's all to our benefit, this keep marking these, keep marking these and hold these because folks, we've talked about this. If the Lions do become that team, and they may be, right? But if they come that team, don't don't be quiet. <laughs> it's you, you got a lot of payback. <laughs> give it back. Year one For is real. a free ticket. You give it back and you give it back in spades. And every one of these things and the, these missteps and failures by the Green Bay Packers, you need to remember it. You need to rub it in their face at absolutely how how in, you, need, in, you need to be Boston Red Sox fan when they finally beat the Yankees back in 2004. Oh, God, That's yeah. your demeanor that you need yep. to have. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's where I'm at. I, there's no sense. Don't be. Be the dickhead. Be the dickhead fan. That's I, I will. I you will absolutely. You get you get a year. You get the first year. You get to do it. Then, yeah, yeah. then we then, collectively have earned that. Then put on your berry face. We've been there before, right? And the ball to the rough. Laugh That's at right. laugh at the little That's Packer right. people and move on. But year one, you own that. You take that and you just ball drag them yeah. with these nuts. 
and let them have it oh. because whoo, it's a, I, I'm loving it, baby. I'm loving it. Oh, Chris, <laughs> your spitefulness never ceases to amaze me or not amuse me. Yeah, yeah. Take the take the low road. That's right. And I, take the low road. You got a year to do it. Take every moment of that year and celebrate it because, oh boy, ah, man, oh man. All right. And so, I will tell you, most most folks around the country will will un, will understand. And I I think even Bears and Vikings fans will probably like. Okay, you know what? Better them than Detroit. Better them than Green Bay. I should yeah, say. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. T-Bags, buy stock in Lipton. T-Bag sales will spike. <laughs> These nuts. Thank you. Ah, that's a great line. Who said that? That's brilliant. WMW2. Um, all right. That's good. Other like takeaways. That. Other takeaways from Camp Riz. What do you got? Um, I talked about the linebackers playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Broderick Martin for a little bit. Broderick oh, Martin has been really good. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in the individual reps. Um, and again, we didn't really get to see those against the Giants. But before that, he's been a problem in the one-on-one pass rush drills. And in team drills against the Giants, he's been consistently good. Um, some other guys have flashed at times up front. And, and there's there's been a couple of plays where Broderick got Got a little too high, as he told us when we interviewed him um, after the draft. But, uh, <laughs> he's 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 looking good, man. He's you can see in the way that he's interacting with his teammates. Like he was always a little sheepish, like deferential to yep. the older guys and even some of the other rookies. He's he's growing out of that pretty quickly, and I think that's a very good sign for Broderick Martin and what. And the confidence level that he feels in his own game and what has been instilled in him and the trust level from Aaron Glenn, from John Scott, the new defensive line coordinator, is growing quite a bit. And it's reflective in the way, in the number of reps he's getting with the first team, in the way that he's handling those reps with the first team, and the interactions that he's having with the guys like Hutch and Charles Harris and Alex Anzalone, um, who are going to be pillars of the first team. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I will say this: one of the Giants beat writers who was there uh, on Tuesday told me, "Y'all just got the next Dalvin Tomlinson, didn't you?" Like, hell yeah, we did. That's great. Gimme, gimme. What is it? You can't teach six five three thirty. I'll tell you what, Broderick. He. Kept his word. He's, he's north of three thirty. <laughs> he, he he kept his word. What he said in the interview we did with him after the draft that he will never give up. He will give it his all. He will give you Lions fans his all again. I I, I revisit that thing. I've revisited about five times <laughs> since we did the interview because it's yep. just so compelling. Broderick, he's you, so he's another one. energetic. You can't not like him. You know what I mean? He's just got it. And he's a big guy with it. Like Aleem, he was a big guy with it, too. He's just got that. He's got the Riz. You know what I mean? (laughs) The the Riz that Riz is missing. (laughs) Sorry, I can't help it. Um, He has absolutely got it. And and it's just, it's something to see. It's something to see uh, a big guy like that. It's just, it's just awesome. It's, it's been fun. Um, So who else has stood out? Uh, Let's go offense. Laporta has been good. We talked about the backs. They're good. 
I think Graham Glasgow. Um, I need to talk about Graham Glasgow positively because I was pretty somewhere between uncertain and doubtful that he would be able to help this team. And he has proven he's proven that he's he's healthy and well and in the right mindset. He has been taking the first team center reps with Frank out and looks like he could play center. He was taking the first team left. Where, where's Vitae play? Right card, right card. I'm, I'm looking at everything through a mirror. He's on the right side. Um, he was playing right guard when Big V was out and looked like a starting capable starting right guard. That's not what he was for most of his time in Denver, certainly not after the injury, um, but he, he's, he's looking very good. And I feel a lot better about Graham Glasgow with that, and that, yeah. that makes me happy. He's been good against New York, and New York's defensive front is they're pretty good. You're going to see that in the preseason game. Uh, their, their depth on their defensive line probably trumps our depth on our offensive line, and that's going to be interesting to watch how the running game and how Sudfeld – Handles that. I, I would I would bet the under on the mm-hmm. point spread for yeah. whatever the game might be on on Friday night. I don't know what it is, but I'm probably taking the under because I don't think that either offense is better than the defense that they're facing. I think the Lions' first team defense is better than the Giants' first team offense. I think that the Giants' second team defense is better than the Lions' second-team offense, mm-hmm. um, specifically on the Lions, but also at wide receiver versus their cornerbacks, and their cornerbacks aren't great. Um, and that's – so you want to talk about things that I'm worried about um, from camp, things that haven't been great. Um, offensive line depth. Off- <laughs> offensive line depth, um, specifically at tackle, yep. has been dreadful, like really bad. Like like cut all these guys and just start over bad. Yep. Uh, Matt Nelson has not developed one bit in the last two years. I got. I got to say one more thing. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. sorry. One more thing with the good side. I, I just have to really quick. It'll yeah. be a, a quick flash. Yeah. Hutch out there destroying Kavon mid oh, as geez. f, dude. Mid as fuck. And that's all I want to say. Because did you see what Rick? Just... Spe- did you see what Rick Spielman <laughs> tweeted out? Yeah. Rick Spielman, brother of Chris. Um, and I actually, I, I literally ran into Rick yesterday. Um, and I turned around, I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm like, You're Rick Spielman. Hey, we've met once before, but you don't remember me. <laughs> it was cool. And, and he tweeted out after practice that the, there was a massive difference perceivable to him. Who, he's now in the media. Um, he does, does great podcast work with a, a bunch of places. I think he's working for CBS, too. But he's like, Hutch is all business, all go, all the time. And that's not Kayvon. Like, Thibodeau's going kind of half-assed, not really working hard, not caring if he wins or loses reps. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that just, to me, reiterated, like, there was a divide in the Detroit Lions organization. We talked about it. Kayvon versus Hutch. (laughs) And uh, Dan. Dorsey was right. Dorsey was right. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, Mm. Kayvon. And I do think Kayvon's going to be a good player, and, and the Giants certainly think so too. He's not a he is not cut from the cloth of a Dan Campbell player, not nope, in the nope, least. No, no. Again, that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that he's not going to be a good player because there are you can win without being a Dan Campbell guy like that. That that's. But there are other ways. There are other paths to success. Um, very proven ones, and I think the Giants might 
actually, I kind of like the Giants. I think they're going to be better than what I thought they were before they came in. Uh, as long as Danny Dimes is Wednesday, Danny Dimes, and not Tuesday, Danny Dimes. Tuesday was, <laughs> Tuesday was David Blau-esque. Um, <laughs> but there's no question that the Lions made the right choice, specifically for the Lions, but also just in general. Like, yeah. n- no question at all. Um, no, what, what, what did Josina what did get me in trouble for saying? No... No, I forget what she said, um, and I chastised her for it, and I got in a lot of trouble. Um, but she said, like, no no combine needed or something like that. Well, they're, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No one ever needed. The Lions got it right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 100%. Damn. Sorry. So I know, I, I know you wanted I know I, I, I'm glad I got you fired up on that because I know you wanted to go to things you're worried about. Yeah. But that hutch over Thibodeau that I, I you can't say it's settled because you have to get oh, five years, 10 years in. But boy, is it looking right. like it's going to settle early. They, <laughs> it looks it looks pretty good for the Lions right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and to just give a little bit of credit on that, Charles Harris, Romeo Okwara, um, even Josh Pascal, as a fellow rookie um, and now a fellow second-year player, they are an environment where Hutch can thrive. Mm-hmm. And that is not an accident by this Lions regime, and I think it's a very prudent, smart way to go about it. Like, one of the, one of the pre-draft worries about Hutch was that he would not, because he wasn't projected to be a a 15 sack guy, but more like an 8.5 sack guy. That's what he got. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that would be good enough for him. That's not good enough for the guys that are pushing him around him. And that's, and the, the lions deserve credit for seeing that and keeping a guy like Charles Harris, who will relentlessly get on his ass to be that guy, to be the man. Uh, and that's, that's added value for Charles Harris. That's one of the reasons why the coaches really love him, yep. um, which is great. So, Things that we haven't liked, things that worry me. Um, special teams still don't know who the kicker will be. Um, I'm going to worry less about that than a lot of people, even though I will complain about it a lot. Just that's where we are. I, I love your flow. Is your cat there? Is your cat freaking out? He, he is. He's, he's over we here got, going We got nuts. the lights going on. <laughs> uh, nice. I, saw, I saw him fly by once in, the, in one of the, <laughs> the super chats. Uh, Floundericious. Thank you so much for the super chat. Go make sure you get your bid in tonight for the club level tickets for this weekend's game. You have until 12.01 a.m. Thursday morning. So from now, it's about four hours, a little less than four hours, three hours away um, to put a bid. Use hashtag Lions ticks on Twitter. Just bid. Give us the amount you want. You'll, you'll bid for those tickets. It's two club level seats plus a parking pass. Uh, the whole deal for the, the this Friday's game against the Giants and every penny that that comes from that bid is going straight to St. Jude. So it's all charitable. It's all good stuff. And you get to That's go to awesome. a game and have parking. It's everything you want. Just put the amount of money you're willing to pay for those tickets in the parking pass. Hashtag Lions Ticks into Twitter or X or whatever they call it now. And uh, we'll just pick the best one uh, with uh, by 1201 uh, on Thursday and we'll get you in touch Stupid with those tickets and go. Yeah. All right. Still. still. Uh, what else? What, a couple okay, what of things that are about? bugging me. Um, yep. wide, wide receiver depth has not been great. I was hoping for a little bit more out of Antoine Green. I was hoping for a little bit more out of. Well, Tom Kennedy's gone. Just. Can I? Josh Same. Reynolds hasn't been Josh Reynolds. Well, Josh Reynolds was really good against the Giants. He, I think, I think Josh Reynolds gets bored practicing against the Lions, quite frankly, mm-hmm. uh, because he was really good when they played Indy last year too. So yeah. Maybe he just needs like that other jersey to be out there. 
He, I, I want to let me talk about is, Josh really quick, and 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 because yeah, here's what I'm, okay. here, and it's going to lead to one of my worries that's directly related to that. Josh has been very quietly balling out when it's time to ball out. When it, when it's when it means something, mm-hmm. he's there and he's in, and Goff trusts him, and you see that connection is not faltered; it still yep. exists, and he's a real key part of those that wide receiver group for golf he's just for some reason a sense of security yes. like there's 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 a familiarity that's so so important now here's the other side and here's the part that gives me a little bit of pause because you got k leaf you got you know um reynolds you got amon ra you got of course uh jmo you've got you know the guys that are be the guys that are really showing up and then you've got drummond who's looking real good and the thing that worries me is we're going to probably cut some really good guys on cut day. There's going to be some really good guys, both on the defense and the offense that don't make this team. And we've talked about it a little bit before, but this is going to be the most extreme example of that than we, that we've seen in rememberable history. This that's the thing that worries me because anytime you cut a guy, that's really good in week seven, week eight, would he have maybe been better than the guy you kept instead? It's always such a, a balancing act to try to figure out. And do you get it perfect? Well, yeah. close. But I, I just hate the idea. I, I love the idea that we're so good. We're cutting guys that are good. But I hate the idea that we're cutting guys that are good, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. And um, Dylan Drummond is a great example. Dylan Drummond has been the second best wide receiver in Lions camp. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not close. Yep. Amon Ra, Amon Ra is Amon Ra, and Amon Ra is bound for a lot of Pro Bowls. Dylan Drummond has been definitively better than Denzel Mims or Kayleef Raymond, who, and we've talked about how good Kayleef has been. Mm-hmm. Certainly better than Marvin and and Jamo. Um, Jamo Jamo flashes, uh, and the, the good flashes from Jamo are like, wow, man, that's awesome. But it's not there all the time, uh, and that that's what they wanted to do is to get more be less fluctuating of a player. They want a more consistent JMO. Uh, Drummond has been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. He, just in the two days of practice against the Giants, he's been the second best wide receiver field if you put the two teams together. Yeah, yeah. Does it, again, I'm not sure that he's going to make the team because he's going to be wide receiver five, wide receiver six. You got to thrive on special teams on that. And the special teams have not been great in general for the Lions. This, and I'm talking like punt coverage, kick units, um, kick return units have missed quite a few blocks and been guilty of some holds. Uh, so they're they're still working all that out. And Drummond, it's tough to be what is he six foot, one hundred and eighty three pounds, and be a special teams weapon. So yeah, I, I will say I'll just say this: he's a lot better than what Khalil Pimpleton was last oh, year. Oh my camp. God. Remember the, the, and I love that Pimpleton. Pimpleton I love Pimp, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, how He's far we've come that. in a year. How far we've come in a year. Yeah. Brother. Wow. Pimp, by the way, I don't think is with the giants. Let me, I, I should have a line. I have a giants roster here, <laughs> but uh, uh, he, he wound up, he wound up with the giants. Uh, he's been really, really, uh, the, he's going to be really difficult to cut. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, uh, I again, I don't. Right now, I would err on the side of him making it, um, and some of that is because, and we talked about the, we talked about this at dinner um, Sunday night when you and I and a couple of folks went out. Mm-hmm. 
every single catch that Marvin Jones makes is a contested catch. Now, he's making a lot of them, and he's good at it. But it would be really nice if he got more than a half of a ball length away from a defensive back just once this summer. And that has not happened yet. Not that I've seen, and I've been to seven practices. I haven't seen him get open once. Kenny Galladay was a guy that always made the contested catches because yeah. that's the only kind of catch. The only kind of open he could get is a contested catch. Yeah. And they got rid of him because that's really not good for the style of quarterback that Jared Goff that's, is. That's not what Goff does. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And that's going to be one of the th- Ooh, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I, I'm worried that's, about that's going to be a dif- that's going to be a difficult decision. If, if it comes down to Marvin versus Drummond, what do they do? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I, I think I, they go I, Drummond. I don't. I don't think they worry about the really. Yeah, I don't think they go with the the, yeah. the vet. I, I just think he got his move. He no, got his no, relocation. Marv, <laughs> he's got. He's back in Marv town. Has with been his dealing cakes. with. Go ahead. Marv has been dealing with the uh, the back injury that kept him on was that pup or NFI for mm-hmm. the first couple of days. Yep. If that's not still bothering him, that's bothering me. Because uh, that's he—he he does not. He is a lot of people. Oh, Marvin! This is not 2019, folks. Marvin, this is not the same Marvin. There, one of the reasons why the Jaguars were so willing to let him go was because they thought he was done. Yep. And thus far, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to say that he's done because I'm not going to doubt Marvin Jones, not one bit. But no, he hasn't shown. He's not been better than Dylan Drummond in this camp. He's certainly not been better than Kayleaf or Josh. In this camp, he's not been better than JMO in this camp. Uh, he's not. He's not been better than Maurice Alexander in this camp. And there are times when you watch Chase Coda, who's got no shot at making this team, and Chase is getting more separation. And like you said, okay, if you got a guy who makes contested catches, that's great. But you got to have a quarterback that's willing to throw that. Stafford was phenomenal. One of my favorite things about Matthew Stafford was that he didn't care if the receiver was covered or not. Fuck it, I'm throwing it. That's what made Stafford great. That's not, you do not ask Jared Goff to make those kinds of throws because he won't do them. Yep. If you ask him to do them, he's not going to do well at them. And that's uh, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting thing to watch as we go forward. Can I'll tell you something that has me worried? Um, and, and 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 it's more how do I say this? It's more for fans than anything else, and it's the JMO thing. And the reason, look, you don't want the, the capital that you traded for JMO to it's go to good, waste. It, you don't want it to go to waste. Okay. And, and yes, yeah. it's terrible, but everybody misses and we've done really, really well in the draft with the hit rate. Uh, Brad Holmes is, is far above average at this point. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, pretty interesting to see. I'm telling you that there is some concern and it, it showed itself when you watched down the fan sideline, Every day, J-Mo doing the beating bag at the be- warm-ups at the beginning of practice. Yeah, yeah, so he's doing it. No big deal, right? But now, think about it. They put him right in front of the fans, walking his way down the sideline, doing a little hacky sack over the shoulder, catches, working his hands, working his catch, right? Because why? Yeah, they're, they're working on teaching him how to There's two reasons that hands. he's there, though. Number one reason, I don't know if it's number one, but one of the reasons is showing the fans that they're working on it and he's working on it. Number two is showing him that everybody's watching. 
And this is putting a little bit of pressure on him and showing him the gravity of the situation, because I'm not certain that Jamo's had that kind of gravity around him before. It's the game has come relatively easy to him over the years. Uh, we talked a little bit about work and that might've been in Slack or we talked about that a little bit more in depth. Um, there is still worries inside about Jamo. I, I think he has all the ability in the world. I think if he can get his concentration right, he'll be fine. But if my worry is if JMO doesn't work out, the meltdown of the fans. Bottom line, I think this team will be will be fine without him. It'll be better with him. Um, JMO, as we've talked about, has to play out and 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 play out to whatever he's going to be. We don't know anything until we see him and get games under our belt. It'll probably be week ten, week twelve before we really have an idea of what we have in JMO. Until then, it's it's it, we we talked about it. Don't worry about it. But I'm worried about if he doesn't work and he doesn't meet what people thought he he should be or he's only mid of what people thought he should be. The meltdown and the fans is it's going to be the focus because Lions fans, there's a certain contingent of every team. That's the the kind of SOL kind of or SO whatever the team is kind of fan. Um, they always exist. And sometimes they get a louder voice other times they they don't their voice isn't as loud but i'm just worried that that will give them a voice something to tear down uh, a lot of the success it'll probably happen when the lions have one the the one or two bad losses of the year that everyone that and it's just going to be such a shitey week that week i I know it's yeah and it's going to happen when something goes really bad with JMO, I know those things are going to, those, those stars are going to align, man. And it's just going to be, God. so that's what I'm worried about because I don't, if, if you it, look, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. If JMO's an absolute bust, oh, well, we'll be fine. We'll move on. Yep. We wasted, we wasted some draft capital. Our hit rate is still higher. Brad Holmes is still a better drafter than the majority of the GMs in the league. If JMO hits, which I hope he does, I really, really hope he does. We're that much better and it's great. But that my, my worry is the fan reaction, and it'll be an overreaction if things don't go well with GMO. A fan base that overreacted every single time Eric Edron didn't catch a ball. Oh every single God. time TJ Hawkinson caught a ball and got submarined immediately. <laughs> every yep. single time that DeAndre Swift ran into Halapula Vadi Vitae's ass on off tackle runs. That <laughs> happened a lot. <laughs> like the, yep. the Detroit fans, the, Show no mercy when a player doesn't meet expectations. It's not just not just football. Yep, I'm mean, seeing yep. basketball. Kate Cunningham's dealing with that crap right now. Yep, um, I caution people that he's gonna he's gonna be good. Yep, 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 yep. But JMO, the the thing I I I, I keep going back to this. JMO is never going to be a player who's going to produce reliably on a game by game basis. You're going to have games where he's phenomenal and you're going to have games where he's invisible. That's who he's going to be. And you're going to have to deal with those games in the same mindset. Like, okay, did we win or did we lose out of it? And the other thing is, is that JMO, much like Will Fuller in Houston, much like Ted Ginn back in his heyday in Carolina and the other places he went, he facilitates good things for the other receivers around him, even if he's not doing anything. That's exactly it, Riz. That's the point I was going to make. When he has an off day, the other team still has to cover him. <laughs> they, they, and, you and, don't know it's an off day until the end of the day. You know what I mean? So right. you still and, have and to, to cover Jamo's him. Credit, to Jamo's credit, we've seen him be a diligent downfield blocker. 
Um, there are times, there have been a couple of instances where he didn't realize that the ball was coming his way and, and just sort of, you know, tied him up. But when he knows that, that he his block is needed, he's good at it yep. and enthusiastic yep. about it. And yep. that's pretty cool to see. And again, uh, he does, this isn't this isn't about JMO being a, a boom or a bust. This is just my worry right. about if it doesn't work out, the fan reaction and what that's going to carry into. And then I don't and, want to predict it yet because we don't know enough. And Chris, what, oh, what what do we know about JMO? We know that JMO hears everything. He might be he might even be watching right now. Like he he is acute. He's got the rabbit ears, man. He's he's acutely attuned to the public perception of him and the public discourse about him. I think and it enjoys, does impact him. But I think he enjoys some of the, 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 the people not used to it because he comes from a place that's different from yes. where a whole lot of people come from. And it's, people are going to learn something. They're going to, it's, you know, people talk, you know, diversity is our strength. You're going to learn something about a guy who came from a different place than a whole lot of other people did. And I love it. I love that kind of example and that kind of thing for people to learn from. I love what people can see here. It is what it is. He's watching and 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 that's great. I, I don't think I don't think people get in his head. I don't think it gets in his head. I think he he very much is a uh, guy who is his own guy and he's interested in what's going on. And I think he's a little bit more judgy of people and say they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? I think that's a little bit more the kind yes. of headspace yes, he's okay. in the, versus the, like, the way you brought that back. Yes, I, I'm with you on that. I, yeah, yep. um, but he, he, he certainly pays attention very closely to the public discourse about him. Yep. Yep. And I, I don't think that's a good thing, but again, he's 20, he, he's 22 years old. Um, he's been a professional, healthy professional for what? Eight games. Yeah. Yeah. I think six or eight games. He's caught one pass. He's caught under 100 passes in the last four years playing football. Like uh, this guy's green, man. He's precocious. Yeah. And let him grow a little bit. You can't you can't make definitive decisions on a guy who's done as little football as he has. You just can't. Yep, that's the way it is. All right, um, let's get into the next topic, Riz. We talked about. I knew that was going to be a long one. Um, yeah, that's and this said. one, <laughs> and Sorry. she did too. Lions first preseason game. Oh no, players I to watch. That. How did I not see that coming? I gotta get savvier. I have two teenagers living in the house, and they don't help me with that. That's sad. That's okay, buddy. We still love you. It's okay. Thank you. Um, what do you want to watch? I heard somebody's writing an article about this. Is it out yet? Uh, they, they might be. Um, they might have been writing it feverishly up until the very second we went on the air. <laughs> 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 uh, I brought up a couple of them. Broderick Martin is certainly one. Uh, he's going to play a lot. Uh, I want to see Dylan Drummond. I want to see him do what he's done in practice against the Lions and the Giants in a game against the Giants, and he's going to play a lot. J-Mo has been – so Dan would not bite at all on the press conference questions this morning about whether the starters were going to play. J-Mo is going to play. They've (laughs) made that very clear that Dan, Dan might leave him out there with the ones and the twos, and maybe even the threes. And it's not punitive. No. It's not like. It's reps. It's, it's nothing it's like reps. that. They, <laughs> they need, yes, he needs the reps, man. He's, we saw if it, you're we trying saw to teach it. a guy to catch a ball. <laughs> we saw it. We saw it in the, in the, in the first day of Giants practice. I, and I, and I didn't see the second day. Um, 
but he got just about every ball when he was on the field. As long as he was some semblance of open, the ball was going to him if he was in the play. They are pumping him full of reps, and I and I and I I think it's the right thing to do. And I think you're right. In in, in the preseason game, they're just going to throw the ball at him. <laughs> it's not going to even have necessarily be two of them. They are throwing the ball at him and go 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 make it work, man, because. You got yeah. this is your time. This is you got three games to work this out and get yourself uh, right. aligned. Your head and on. Remember, he he won't be in, he won't even be in he won't be playing right for well he's suspended next month. I'm like he's missing all those reps. They got to get to him now, and uh, exactly. they will. Uh, yep. We'll we'll see how he handles it. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm curious. The Giants have a cornerback that I like very much in Deontay Banks, who um, has the type of mentality that can give JMO problems in coverage. We haven't seen much of them head to head in practices, but uh, I'm sorry. We'll see, Larry, Larry just had a funny one. If Jamo's listening, to get on the jugs machine. <laughs> sorry, it just hit me. It just hit me funny. <laughs> the people are hilarious, man. People are hilarious. So there, there is, there is. I, you might have heard this from an inside source, but I, I have also heard it from an inside source. The Lions are going to invest in another jugs machine uh, because they're the line for it has gotten pretty big after practices, and they yeah. do, they have two. Um, one of them is typically only used for kickoff and punting drills, but they mm-hmm. they can modify that. But they are uh, they are in the market for another one. They're not exactly easy to find. They're learning. <laughs> no, no, so. it, it's funny. He was, I mean, because because that thing was almost smoking at the end of the day every day. That jugs machine for, I mean, they were doing they're running the punter, but man, it was like dude after dude after dude was lining up to get their yeah. jugs time in. And it was like, and I, you know what? You no, know it's funny. I never saw Amon Ra do it. I know he is. I know he's doing it. Right? We all know he, he is. Does, the the he story is yep. it's the story is legend. Right. But I saw everybody but Amon Ra working that machine, just bink, bink, bink all over. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? This is rubbing off. This is rubbing off. Amon Ra, you, yeah, you, you brought is. something really nice. I, I, this is, I, Amon Ra was such a great yep. pick, man. Just beyond just what he does as a player, what he does to the team, man. I love this guy. I love, he's infectious. He, he's proof that not being fast is like, you can still be a fantastic NFL wide receiver if you're not fast. And he's not slow. He's not fast. But T's uh, Tabor he, proves he, that you can't be makes. slow as cornerback. <laughs> that's that's very true. He's still uh, kicking around, too. That's crazy. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for, good for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. uh, who else am I going to watch? I am going to watch Obena Ezi because I think yeah, he's good. got a shot to steal uh, that backup tackle job because, again, it's it's not happening. With uh, 67, Matt Nelson. Jermaine Effetti looks like he's going to be gone this, the very minute the third preseason game ends. <laughs> like, okay, we don't need your body anymore. <laughs> See ya. Just just not happening. Uh, you know, uh, who else am I going to be watching? Uh, as, as, he has, as he has improved, I will give Hank some credit there because – Last year, he was not good, like nowhere close to being NFL ready. And this year, we'll see. We'll see Friday night. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. I am curious to watch Levi Anzarike because we see two very different Levi Anzariques in practice. In individual reps, in one-on-ones, he looks like he can play. 
He, he looks fine. And then he get into team drills, and he's on his ass, or he's being pushed out of the way. He's getting stymied as a pass rusher, being, you know, because he's – every motion he makes is straight up. I made a joke. I made a funny in the, uh, in the slack that I was going to start calling him Paula Abdul because he's straight up. Now tell me. Um, okay. I need to see him, much like Broderick Martin, keep your ass down, dude. Like, he's built. I know he's, I know he's had back problems. Levi is a very impressive physical specimen. Like he 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 clearly didn't miss weight room time, um, but and and he can win one on ones. But there's a very big difference between winning the one on ones and winning in team drills. And right now he's doing pretty darn well in in individual drills. But in team drills, he's go, he's third and fourth team defensive tackle and a little bit of defensive end. He's not getting many wins in those, and that's he's, and, and that's against the Lions third and fourth team offensive line and the Giants third and fourth off. He he had. I don't want to say that he gets blanked because he does have some successes. But man, if he's going to make this team, he's got to have more of those in team drills because uh, individual reps can only take you so far. Um, you equate it to being a basketball player. Um, my son is a very good basketball player. He's probably not going to win a lot of, not beat a lot of people one on one. But five on five, you absolutely want my son on your team because he's going to make everybody around him better and plays off of other players better. And that's. I've harped on Levi's lack of practice experience. I don't think he has a really good feel for how to play off of teammates and how to react to game and practice mm-hmm. situations all that well, other than just winning individual drills. Yep. And I need to see him do more of that. So I'm, gonna, I'm very curious as to how he's going to perform. I hope he goes out and gets two sacks and, and makes the team because uh, they need a guy like that to come off the bench. I'm interested in this curve. <laughs> Right in, in in the arc, yeah. and then I need more more data points to see because I think the the the, yes. the 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 dots are going to be low on the chart early, and I think as long as they're trending upward, we're seeing it. He's he's not had contact in a long time. He hasn't been in the in the trenches in a long time. So okay, I, I get it. You're going to come back and be rusty and and and, and not winning. That's fine. You got to start winning, man. You've got to show improvement. You got to show yeah, that your you your do. trajectory is the right trajectory because we've invested a lot in you already. And we're about to continue to invest a spot in you, a, a very value, valuable roster spot. It's easier to kind of carry a guy on IR. It's hard to carry a guy on the active roster. And that's where the big the big thing is, where you've got to at least be showing that you're going to earn that spot by the end of the year. Otherwise, can't hold on, bro. Can't hold on as much as we'd love to. Can't do it. Yeah. And, and he is he's battling. Um, he's battling with Benito Jones. He's battling with Christian Covington. Battling with um, uh, uh, the big guy from Notre Dame. I'm looking at him, and I can't think of his, um, he's, he's a big dude, too. And he's had his moments as an undrafted rookie. Chris Smith, thank you, uh, came to me through the ether. Anything with Chris. So, somebody funny. out there online was going to put it in the, in, the, in the comment section, and you telepathized it to me first, and I appreciate that. Telepathize? Um, so there are – I want to look that one um, he's, he, he Look, he's clearly behind Kaminsky, Pascal. Um, Aleem uh, Hutch has played more of that inside than we probably thought he was going to. Romeo has played better in that role. Uh, there's not a clear path to Levi making it. He needs to start showing that he can. He, uh, I do believe he has the ability to do it, but like you said, Chris, man, he's got to start showing it because individual reps will only take you so far. You've got to win in team. And yep. This is a chance. It's an opportunity for him. 
a good opportunity because I, I, I suspect he's going to play the entire second half. And the Giants' offensive line depth, let me – I don't have the roster in front of me. Damn it. Um, oh, it's over here. Let me let me read off some of the names on the – by the way, their font is ridiculously small. Try reading that crap. Um, I've got you. I can, me. actually. Uh, who are these people? Um, well, Matt well, Bird, I actually like Matt Perth. Well, there's a lot of names on there of guys who are never going to play above the USFL, and he needs to win against them. And he can, but I just see him do it. Well, while Riz Wilkes for his reading glasses, I want to just say I, I made a promise on Twitter, and, and unfortunately, too. I wasn't. I, I was. I, I had the best of intentions, but this sweet ass oh, Lions yeah. NFC Central champs 1991 celebrating. Bringing the luck back of the, the NFC North champs. This was the Central. This is back in 91. This shirt's going live tomorrow. I was going to do it tonight. I just don't have time. I got to get Gray's video ready uh, for tomorrow. We got some great stuff coming there. So uh, new shirts go on sale tomorrow. Tomorrow in the in the evening. You guys are going to love it. Uh, I wore it at the at the party. Um, they're, they're, it's a great it's shirt. A big hit. It's a, yeah, big it's hit. A, it's an Dan awesome. Dan Miller shirt. loved it. <laughs> yeah, he did actually. He, he wanted one. We gotta get gotta get right. him one. In. Uh, real All quick, right. a few other players, few few quick other players that I'm gonna watch. I want to see if Jason Cabinda is worth keeping. I don't think he's in roster peril, but damn, we talk about this in the media group on the sidelines a lot. Why or what role does he serve that can't be served by somebody else? He needs to show us. I don't think, again, I think the team has full confidence in him. I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think a lot of us in the media, and I will certainly raise my hand on this, wonder why. Because <laughs> he doesn't touch the ball. They they don't even give him the ball in practice. Like, he doesn't take handoffs. He doesn't catch the ball in practice. They, he's, he's a blocker and a special teams guy. Can't you get somebody else to do that that might be able to actually touch the ball? Like Mo Ibrahim who's another guy that I'm going to watch. Uh, because Mo has had his moments, but is also not. Uh, and they signed Divino Zigbo today, uh, for running back from uh, Nebraska, who's bounced around a little bit. Uh, I don't see a path to, to Mo making the team. It just hasn't been there. Uh, but yeah. he's got a shot to do it. And if he if he shows out on national TV, that's going to get him somewhere. Uh, but uh, Craig Reynolds, above him on the depth chart, Let's see a little bit more from Craig than what we've seen in camp because uh, they don't sign Divino Zigbo. They don't they don't take a running back and bring him into the, the picture unless there's some questions about the bottom of their running back room. And yeah. they've already made one move there with getting rid of Greg Bell. I don't think Craig's in any danger, but I could be wrong on that. And uh, Ozigbo, Ozigbo is 225 pounds and is a very good receiver out of the backfield. Very good. So I wonder if he's going to get a chance to show what he can do. Um, I am going to watch Ross Pierschbacher versus Brad Cecil for the backup center role. Pierschbacher. I do care about that. Pierschbacher. Baker. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he's Brad he's Cecil is an undrafted it. free. Brad Cecil is an undrafted free agent out of Kentucky has played his way up the depth chart. And he even got some run with the ones the other day. Now again, Aaron Glenn, I can see him screaming, "Don't pay attention! We're just trying people where where they we're trying to see who plays with who and who fits." But when an undrafted rookie is getting first team reps, and guys like um, Piersbacher, like Baker. Logan Stenberg, Piersbacher, Piersbacher, thank you, 
I just bought a German car. I should probably learn German, huh? Farfignugen scheiße Gesicht. Got Jürgen parked up in my garage right now. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, defensively, Rodrigo. So Rodrigo is clearly the fourth linebacker and is clearly making the team. But he's been exposed by the mobile quarterback that is Daniel Jones. And for those of you who don't think that Daniel Jones can run, uh, he has more rushing yards than all but Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson over the last three years. He can he can run. He can go. You remember he had the 90-yarder that he tripped and fell on his own. <laughs> Even in practices, when Jones decides to run, Rodrigo can't catch him. And Anzalone and Barnes and Campbell have done a better job of corralling him or even catching him. Yeah. And it's a real hole in Rodrigo's game. And I need to see him and how he handles that in an actual game. Their backup is Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod does not run all that much, but he, he is somewhat mobile. And they're, they're third string guy. So when the Gi- when the Giants are playing their third string quarterback, and he's um, DeVito out of Illinois, He's not even close to being as good as Tim Boyle from what we've seen in the practices. I want to see somebody in the secondary step up and house one of his throws uh, because their wide receiver depth isn't very good either in New York. There's opportunities for guys like um, Khalil Dorsey, um, who unfortunately ended Shane Zilstra's season. Um, Guys like um, the new guy, Tay Hayes, uh, who's looked pretty good in camp so far. Uh, uh, Brady Breeze, guys like that can really step up in the in the second half of that game when when everybody's dragging around. Like there will be opportunities for them to make plays, and I want to see who collectively makes that play because I think that's going to be a big asset in toward in them, not necessarily making the team, but making the practice squad because there's going to be some. We haven't gotten to this yet. When you cut as many good players as the Lions are going to. Not all of them are going to stick on the practice squad either. Like they're going to get better offers elsewhere if they don't get claimed. Like, oh, why do I want to be the 14th guy in the practice squad in Detroit when I can be like the second guy on the one in Cincinnati or Tennessee or Tampa Bay? Yep. Like that that's a very real conversation that those players have with their agents. And you kind of want to keep some of those guys, you know? Yep. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you want them to earn it, make it a meritocracy. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's well, what I'm looking for. And kicker, obviously. If you Make throw back field goals, please. If you throw back to why Jerry Jacobs came here, one of the reasons he chose to come here, and I say chose because he was recruited by a couple people as, an, as a UDFA. He came to Detroit because he thought he had the best chance to play coming here. That's yep. no longer the case. And he was right at a place like that's Detroit. True. It's it's the the talent level now is so high that that's just not the case. And he came in and now he proved it, right? You know, Jerry's Jerry's the guy. Um, a lot of guys, this this just shows like a lot of guys don't get a shot where they could be good players because of the talent that surrounds them. And uh, that that is something. All right. Let's move on to the next one, Riz. We got a couple more topics here. Media Watch, the outside looking in. And uh, this is this uh, yeah. is yours. This is the this is the look so, at the the national media looking into. Yeah, Detroit. so we've had a ton of national media. Uh, I want to say there was fifteen of them there Tuesday's practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually set up a whole extra table in the media room where we asked the questions to press conferences in the morning uh, because there was that much demand for it. 
Um, aside from the Gi- the Giants guys, actually, there was only a couple of them that were in the Dan Campbell press conference just because they wanted to witness Dan. Um, because as soon as Dan was done, we had to go outside and uh, Brian Dable was holding his outside um, by, by their buses and we you know, were getting carbon monoxide poisoning until they turned the buses off. Thank you, Giants bus drivers, for realizing that we were all going to die. Um, yeah, not killing us. Uh, but there, the uh, it was bad. It really was. It was like, like what's, why, why are we all feeling faint? Yeah. Good. Um, back to the media, though. And I put this in the Slack last night, and I've been – I talked to most of the national media. Um, there's a couple of guys that I'm afraid of, quite frankly, and I haven't talked to them, but Jay Glazer being one of them because Jay Glazer could – even though he comes up to my waist, he can bench press me and throw me into Lake Michigan from here. I got um, 10 bucks for you, Jay, please. Jay, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the na- – and, and there's a theme to what the national media cares about. Number one or 1A is JMO, and they all want to know from us being the collective local media, what's up with JMO? And in general, most of us are basically like we don't really know yet. Um, we have some opinions on where we might be leading, but it's too early to know. And then we say, and I, I said this to I said this to a couple guys, why don't you watch him for a couple practices and tell me what you see? Uh, and you know, maybe that will, maybe that'll help impart what I need to see. Uh, maybe you're seeing something different than what I see. I don't know. Um, they ask that they ask, it's not even more, more of a question. It's more of just like an epiphany. Like Dan Campbell's really, really good. Isn't he like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anybody who comes to practice realizes very quickly that Dan is not a fluke. That Dan is not a meathead that Dan he's fun. He's he's really really smart, and that's that's something that every single national person that you talk to comes away with. Like, Jared invariably, Jared Goff, especially, especially the ones that don't know him. Jared Goff talked about it on the Pardon My Take podcast. He talked exactly about that about people think that Dan's a meathead. Uh, Dan's Dan's you know um, you know Dan doesn't know what he's doing. He's just this crazy wild guy. And and he talked about like when he said, "Oh, I was watching the fans do the wave." Like he does that on purpose. That's a line that he he's just yes. messing with people. And and people took it as like he was being honest and they, or they weren't sure. Dan does that. He plays with the media. He plays with people all the time. And and this is the thing. Here, I'll, I'll just tell one of the things that I saw and and nobody's talked about it because I don't think anybody watched. I watched Dan make a couple play calls during the Giants practice. And didn't make all the play calls when they were doing it. He does that a lot. Yeah. And people don't talk about it. He does that a lot. He is just as plugged in on that offense. Not only is he just as plugged in on the offense as Ben Johnson, right? Because it's Ben Johnson's offense. But he is absolutely a part of that team that put that offense together and runs that offense. He is an X's and O's guy. And people just don't believe it. You don't want to believe it. But Dan Campbell's a really, really bright guy who's... What is it? It, it's, there's a saying, and he's from Texas, so this will be a good one. He's dumb like a fox. This guy yes. is <laughs> he's he's playing you, and, and it's fun. Just play along. Just enjoy it. It's 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 absolutely fun, and and he can go ahead and do all the these nuts. You've had enough of that shit. All that kind of stuff, and it's fun, and it's, it's and it's a good time, right? But um, just know there's a really smart man that's saying those words and he's disarming you very, very, very quickly and, and, and putting you in a place where you're underestimating what you're looking at. Yeah. 
So then I'll get to the last one because this is one that a lot of Lions fans won't agree with or like. But it has been very consistent. And uh, a couple of the members of the Lions media will back me up on this. When we talk to the national media, they're, I don't want to say skeptical of Jared Goff, but they do not have anywhere close to the level of belief in Jared Goff that I have or that Chris has or that the fans have or that the team has. Almost to a man, and there, there are a couple of notable exceptions, uh, and I will bring those up in the Slack. Um, I brought one of them up last night. They're concerned slash afraid slash just scarred by trying to believe in him before, and they're not willing to make that leap that Goff could actually be the guy that he was at the end of last season. And it's not that they think that he's bad, but it's more that I'm trying to think of the exact quote, but I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase closely like, Y'all know that Goff isn't that guy, right? And and it, it, we, and we had been talking about the end of the season, and I'm like, well, yeah, he's 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 going to throw some interceptions this year, no doubt about it. But like, they're like, no, that like he's he's it's more of like waiting for the the balloon to deflate, and which way does it float in the wind? Mm-hmm. And that's that's been pretty consistent from the national media that's come through, and. Uh, can I pause it? again? I, I get accused. I, I get accused of being a, a golf hater or whatever, and I will tell you, I'm significantly higher on golf than just about every national media member that's come through Allen Park this summer. Welcome to the team. I'll leave that at that. <laughs> um, I'll, let me posit something here, and this is something that I think is is actually where that comes from. I think people jumped out on golf really quickly in his time with McVeigh. And there's a lot of stuff that happened there with Goff and McVeigh, though, because he, he wasn't good when he was here either the first year. Now, I know he didn't have shit to work with, but he wasn't good either. And that's hard to ignore. And the national media brings that up a hell of a lot more than I do. <laughs> so they were they were very quickly out on McGaw, on Goff when he was with McVeigh. At the end of his time there, they were saying Goff was yeah. go- done. Goff is gone. Goff doesn't have it. Oh, then the Goff next thing was Goff is, is is traded to Detroit and they took an extra draft pick to take on the contract. Oh, look at year one. Oh, Goff is terrible. Goff didn't have anybody. You know who did else didn't have anybody and did bad in Detroit the year before? <laughs> Matthew Stafford. There wasn't talent here, and the roster was even sure. worse shape than it was the year the last year Stafford was here. So they just looked at it, and they're the national folks, and they don't see it. They have now two dots connected at two different teams. They've made their piece. They've spit their wad, and they spit my wad too. But so then it comes time, and now Goff starts getting talent. Now Goff starts having resurgence. Now Goff is surrounded by players, and now. And I'm telling you, by the people in the building, Goff looks great. Not great. He does. Excellent. Very, very good. They are super high on Jerry Goff right now. And he very, very much is going to likely have, if this plays out like they see it, and these are good evaluators of talent. We've said that. We know that. They think Jared Goff is going to have one of his best years. And the national media... Because they're national, you have 350 million people as a potential audience if you're national media and you've dogged on somebody for a couple of years. 
you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to be that publicly wrong. And you don't all want to have to go on the parade of apologies for being so freaking wrong. That, I think, is what's framing the national media's hatred for golf. And you can always, historically, you can always bet against the Lions. You can always bet against the Lions quarterback and the Lions team and be right at least 75% of the time. And it's and, and just give it enough time and it'll come to you. I don't know that they're going to get that luxury this time. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. But I, I have a sense or a feeling I could be wrong. And I'm, I'm happy to be wrong because... You know, that's it's it's part of the deal. But I have a sense of feeling that when this plays out, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of crow and a lot of hats getting eaten by national media. And that's where they're coming from, I think. So there you go. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, let's see. They were so in on the belief that McVeigh being the young genius, that's part of it, too. Right. Um, it, that is part of it. Yes. Yep. yep. That, and, it, and that's and that's still a very real phenomenon. But I will say. When we do, when we do talk a little bit about the Rams with the national guys, because they all still care about Stafford, they they actually want to know what we what we think of Stafford um, quite a bit. And yep. uh, honestly, I don't I don't really think about Matthew Stafford. He's not here. I don't yeah, I don't cover him. I, don't, yeah. I think the Rams are going to be awful. Um, but with or without I think him, they, I, I think they have, I think they have a legitimate chance to win the number one pick this year. I really do. Um, I yeah. might be wildly wrong on that, but they're. Uh, if only we'd convinced them in, in one more first round pick to take on, I Goff's, know. To take oh. on Goff's contract. <laughs> um, all right, Steve Shattuck, thank you for that the super chat. Seen. Loretto, thank you for the super chat. It's not them questioning or hating Goff, because if Goff is something, then the Rams coach kind of screwed him over and ruined him, and the media can't handle that. No, I, th- I think, Loretto, that's that's exactly what we're talking about. There's a little bit of love. The, and, yeah, and with the McVay angle, yeah. because the national media really does love Sean McVay. Yep. Uh, yep. On, on an unhealthy way. Now he's he's accomplished. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, created that Rams team was really bad for a long time, including when Jared Goff got there. That he was the number one overall pick back in 2016, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, it took them a little bit. And then good Jared Goff, 2017, 2018, with better players around him, got them to be respectable. And Sean McVay was part of that. Yep. Um, McVay was a young, innovative coach, did some things that brought out the best in Goff. And we saw that. But then their relationship soured for any number of reasons. Goff, Goff regressed, fell off, however you want to call it, aside from that. And uh, a lot of people don't want to admit that he's recovered. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's very and, – and, Sean McVay won that battle of public relations is probably the best yeah. way to say it. Yeah. And it's difficult go. for people to lose that. You're going to see that play out in Indianapolis very soon, by the way, if Chris Ballard keeps making the decisions that he's making and Jonathan Taylor leaves. Because Chris, right now, I would tell you in the draft media, Chris Ballard is adored the Colts GM. Yeah. And beat writers and national like analytical people are like, why? Okay, he had a nice little run. That runs over. <laughs> like, and it's been bad. Now, they might hit with Anthony Richardson. We'll see. Uh, but uh, that's, uh, yeah, it is interesting. And I, 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 sh- I really think Richardson's a guy that would benefit a lot from some time watching another quarterback. Uh, I think he's going to have a and tough go. I'm not Best sure the Gardner Minshew is the guy that he needs to no, watch. No, no. All right. <laughs> um, next yeah. one. We got another media watch. A week of unforced miscues. This is the inside media. And, you know, look, you go deep here, but 
Um, just a couple things about what we saw this week oh, on, this on the is, signing. Okay. Yeah. Think yeah. For a second, what we were talking <laughs> about, now I know. That, I'll, I'll just start. I'll just start really quick. When a bunch of people, especially who are related to a single organization, <laughs> tweet something, but no one says anything, that's marketing. It's not news. Okay, so just understand that. And I think this is when we start talking about the fan side of this and where fans kind of jumped into it. This is where fans got it wrong, right? They missed the fact that this was marketing. This is people trying to sell themselves uh, for something. Um, but <laughs> what we saw was what a, what was the equivalent of a bunch of high school girls chanting, chanting, I have got a secret. <laughs> and And then not telling you what the secret was and it's like ooh the fans get all worked up right and then it, when it's time to announce it and then the heat starts coming in cuz it gets announced well no we're journalists and because we didn't have a second source we didn't report it and what was all that other stuff right and i know and i'll, I'll just say for one person in particular eric schlitt got caught up in it and he got he took shit he didn't deserve because he didn't he got accused of things that he, saying things or tweeting things that he didn't. So, so just, just for the record, you know, Eric was, was clean on this one, but you got people who are trying to, who are stuck between two roles. On one hand, they claim they're journalists and they're the people you should listen to. And they're the ones that have the right news. On the other hand, they're screaming around. I've got a secret and doing this. And then they delete it all. Right. And, and the same thing, the funny part is, is everybody on this had the same source. Everybody did. And there was just one group that was acting like suddenly they had sources that they had developed and, and, and run around doing the silliness, deleting pictures of gloves and all. It's like it's it's it was marketing what? and it was what? silly. Yeah. Oh, God. It was, it was, it, oh, it was a disaster. I, I was, was disaster. this all happened Monday. I was largely offline on Monday and I'm glad that I was. Yeah. yeah. I missed all of this. They then they deleted it all. They they, they try to scrub it. And, and now, you know, journalists don't delete they issue corrections, Never. right? No. Right. They, 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 you know, who did it, who did, who was a journalist in the whole thing and who had the same source, Justin Rogers. <laughs> he acted like a journalist would act. He did, he did this by to actually as standards of a journalist, right? There's because someone tells you they're a journalist or they're credentialed. It doesn't make it number true. It doesn't make it true. The whole were first and all the stuff. It was, it was misplaced. Be it was, right. It was Don't be absolute, first. It was an absolute. I've been yelled miscue. at that several times. And and I could go balls deep on these guys, but I'm not because the other side of it is is fans jumped into this pit face first. The fans, oh my god, they they threw gasoline, kerosene, <laughs> propane onto into under the fire, and yeah. like that's actually how I got privy to it was because fans were tagging me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it was. Like, yeah. Yeah. What? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I didn't hear any of it, but I will say there are two people who are credentialed media and one person who works adjacent to the Lions. It's probably mm-hmm. the, the right way to say that. Who all texted me wanting to know if I knew what was going on. Like, I yeah. don't know. Everybody's uh, looking for that, another that was source. Very, that was very interesting to me. Um, and I didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. I. We wound up having a little bit of fun in the in the Patreon Slack, the best five dollars a month you can spend. Um, making guesses as to what it might be. Um, there were some wild guesses by people who were by by people who don't have sources who were trying to pretend that they had sources and hoping that they got lucky and got it right. Yeah, 
This is all. This is all. Be that, don't be that guy, man. Don't be this that is guy. all about the 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 yeah the the pre Teddy announcement. Um, it's yeah. dealing in rumors and then claiming you didn't report it because you're a journalist. Uh, fans jumped in, and 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 as fans, the fans, the fans even, really got bad with that. Yeah. Even beyond just sports news, real news, you have to be able to disambiguate the marketing. Get away from that. Temper your expectations. Understand what the play behind the play is. Right. Understand what's being done, because a lot of the stuff that these people is it's a manipulation and it's 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 a formula and it's a sad reality. Um, I'll just tell you, like what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Peaceful, Tim. Um, when we do our info, we talk about it. We, we talk about things. <laughs> it's it's just, dust. I can't we, read this yeah. chat, but I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, you know, we, we, we approach it like a business. We monetize it kind of, we, we use the slack. That's where we, we, we call it dust. That's where we disseminate a lot of the inside information. We told you on the show, Ben Johnson got the job. We told you on the show well before anybody else did. Um, We also told you on the show that Ben Johnson wasn't leaving. We also, we didn't tell you, we told Told you on the show that the the lions were absolutely not drafting Jalen Carter. We told you on the in the slack, <laughs> and I even posted it on 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 Reddit on a on a, a subreddit that people saw afterward that Steve Hyden and Drave Bly were getting hired. We told uh, the slack that Aylin was out, and and the slack knows why uh, the old linebacker coach Delonga is gone. All those things, those people know. We keep it to De those Leon. to the people, and it's yeah, DeLeon, Sorry, uh, I'm thinking of Chase Long, <laughs> um, wet leg. Uh, <laughs> Um, (laughs) but that's, that's how we do it. Right. We're, we're, that's where we share info and that's the way we do it. But it's, it's this whole, I got a secret. Either you say it and you source it like a journalist or you have insider info and, and you believe and trust your sources and you, and you, and you deal with those that way. Um, but you can't have it both ways. So that's, that's the name of the thing. Please, please, please just be aware of what is being done when something is being shared and why it's being shared and how you are probably and potentially being manipulated. So there you go. That's it. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to beat up a bunch of people. I just want people who watch and listen and do these things just to pay attention, understand what consumption of media really is because media is a whole different thing than it used to be. And Justin Rogers, I talk about it, right? He's a guy that is, he hates this, but he's the guy with a fedora with a press card on it from the 1950s black and white movie with a press. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, let me ask you. Right? He's, he's the guy that's asking hard questions, who's actually digging, who's investigating, making uh, contacts, building sources and doing real journalism. And that's the thing that you'll find from, from, from him. And if you see something different than that, I just, he's your guy. If he's got the news, he's got the news. He's going to be one of the first to break it. Uh, him and Burkett are, 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 are great at getting that. Those, those first uh, those first pieces of information and, and shave, shave it, sharing it there. So oh, absolutely. They, they have, they have, they have a much wider network of sources, both internal and external. That, well, they actually than I have, have sources, right? I mean, cause everybody knew what, that this was like single source. Like there was like eight different outlets yeah. that I can think of that had this information. It wasn't like there was some super secret club of people that had it. Right. I mean, and, but it was just weird. So anyway, that's it. It, it, was, it was a very weird day. <laughs> very weird day. Consume your media wisely folks. There you go. All right. Let's get into the next yeah, one. Don't oh, go ahead. And don't, 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 don't throw gasoline into a fire. Don't throw grease into a fire. Don't put water on a grease fire. Home safety tip. Use salt. 
or flour. Might save your life someday. You get dumplings out of flour it. Flour works too. <laughs> um, Jonah Jackson's injury is a broken finger. There you go. All right. Uh, yes. We're going to get to the last topic here really quick. Taking out the trash. CJGJ, Jerry, and Amani Arowarie. Um, this was interesting. <laughs> the the jong so, that went on. There was a lot of talk all you, about Chris. this. <laughs> this is all you because I did not witness this. I was 15 <laughs> feet away from this. I was down one row and to my left was a guy from Woodward. He tweeted. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because he's, he's, he's a hardworking guy. He does the best he can, right? Um, he says, surprise, CJGJ he's, gets He's the, good. I like him. Gets the chirping started, aiming his words at a former lion, Amani Arawariye. You can't cover shit. Jerry K. Jacobs and Kirby Joseph were the first to CJ's side. Lions camp. Sort of true. Physically, they were there. Yes, he yelled, you can't cover shit. He also told Amani, and I've got it right here, the reason you're not in the Lions anymore is because you're too soft and lack grit. <laughs> he was all up in Amani. And Amani wasn't, look, I could tell Amani was like jawing back, but you could tell it hurt, right? I mean, I'm just telling you, through his body language and what you saw, you really? could tell that it really cut deep, right? And Jerry was right there standing next to CJ, uh, GJ, as, as was said in the tweet, but... And I talked to Jerry and I confirmed it. Okay. So I, 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 we, we know Jerry, he was, he was torn. He played with Imani. He, he came up with Imani. They were right? friends, they, man. They like, still are, right? They're still friends. Yeah. And you, you play with someone. He, he, they learn together. They grew together. There's a bond that forms. And you got CJ GJ, who's your teammate, dogging on Imani. And you're there. He's your friend, but you're on CJ GJ's team. You could see, you talk about body language. Jerry was like, oh, man. And he, he, he was like, he was like a little bit, but he was, he was not in it. He didn't do it. He just stood there with his teammate, make sure nothing came down. But it was tough. I, Jerry was in such a tough spot, man. But um, he was there. So let's sell supporting his. His team, but he wasn't really taking part in it because look, they're guys. They they're the friends, and off the field, they're friends. They grew together in the league, and uh, it is what it is. So funny. Uh, CJ GJ was just spitting fire. Um, there was a uh, oh God, I forget his name. Uh, Mick Mick Mick. Um, dang it, whatever on the Giants who um, was literally angry. Was really for real. Xavier angry. McKinney. Thank you. Their safety. Thank you. He's yeah. good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> CJGJ was in his head. He could not pull himself away. And when people get him away and he get away, he would turn and circle around and come back. He could not not be part of it. It was so great. I, As that's yeah. Chris. That's who he is, and that's why we love him. Yeah. The Lions have not had that guy. Yeah. They've needed that guy. He's showing he's that guy. I didn't know how much I needed that guy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> dude. Like I said, 15 feet away watching this whole thing go down. It was like, whoa, this is for real. Like this is it. This is the fight you see always in the joint practice. It's about to break down and it's going to go. Now, yeah. all that being said, there was a rep and uh, I think, it wasn't Gibbs. Who was, I forget who it was. It might've been Drummond on ROREA after that, that incident. And um, Drummond made just a beautiful catch over ROREA. Couldn't stop. And there was stupid Chris that being was- stupid Chris. And I yelled top my lungs such that the majority of the people within like five people, me all jumped because it was so loud and suddenly they weren't expecting it. And I screamed out to the can't come. 
more shit. <laughs> oh, no. I was, I was oh, no. I was ready to get down there. I was not ready to take a rep. It was... <laughs> My boy looked at me like, what's wrong with you, Dad? Why are you the way you are? (laughs) He has said a lot. Yeah, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. It was I was so taken in the moment. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, wow. Fun stuff. uh, So that'll 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 happened. um, So, again, we were in the the end zone. You were at like the about the 30 yard line on the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we didn't we didn't get to. We could tell that something was going on, but we had no, we didn't have any audio pickup on it or anything. It was, uh, so that, that was fun. There, there, there was some chippiness in practices, but it never got, it wasn't as bad as the, the Colts fight with everybody. The Colts do joint practices every year and they fight with everybody. I've been there with three different teams and all three times there were fights. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we, have, we haven't seen that with the Giants yet so much, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, well, we, might, we might see some, intensity um especially early on on friday night i don't know if it'll be like a brawl or anything or you know punching a, a face mask which jmo did which was stupid um he's admitted that it's stupid off the record yeah. you know he knows not to do that <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh that's it's, it's always fun to get that and that's why we love the joint practices because mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't happen Mm-mm. When you're just going against teammates all the time, you unless, need to take your aggression out on opponents sometime. Unless it's Dan Skipper, the same dudes. Unless it's Dan Skipper, because then he'll fight anybody, his team or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> My guy, yeah. they uh, they spent a ton of time training the fight on your own against your own teammates out of Dan Skipper. My guy, he was so intense. I, it sucks that he's with the Colts. I would love him to be in Detroit still, but he got a good deal and everything went worked, worked out for him, but he did. He's a great oh, Skips, guy, man. Great Skips. guy. Yep, yep. All right. With still that, the tallest guy in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. We've been rocking it for a while here. Right. Is we need to wrap party. this up. I need to Let's go to do bed. It. All right. Remember, don't forget <laughs> us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You want to sniff that dust? That's the way to do it. Head on over $5 a month. Gets you access to the Patreon. That's where we talk about it. We have the dust. We have the the other conversations that go on. There's m- many, many, many channels. If you donate $5 via Patreon, you'll get access to the Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. I think we cracked 500 people in the Slack right now. It's a great, great conversation of people that truly care about the Lions and that little bit of money that you pay to get in there kind of puts up a bar to keep the stupidity out. And uh, I think that's that's what makes it great. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, where we are constantly pants free doing the thing that we do. Call us via Skype at Detroit Lions podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions podcast. And you can call the Lions line if you prefer. <laughs> Go to 248 Rub, you fug, to work that cramp out. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the bad podcast so if a crampy Jeff Risden can. I can come in your ear holes automatically. That's Ow. the best way to do it. <laughs> oh, I ran a 5K yesterday and it was a bad idea. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Oh man, those gout cramps suck. Final seconds winding down and look at that. How 
big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.